One, two, is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy hit me with that triple H. Just in case you've forgotten. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year. Wrestling News Live. The bad boys of wrestling radio, the trade dog. We will never use the words shit, fuck, god, Jesus, fuck, or any other racial or sexual slurs. And JJ Sexay. I did not. I repeat, I did not sleep with that young intern. As a matter of fact, I was up. Oh, nice. Wrestling News Live. For the fans, by the fans. That's right, the franchise is back. Wrestling News Live. Demanding more respect from you starting now. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. All right, guys, good evening and welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live. Right here on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic. For those of you not in the know, today is November 8th, 2010. Just one night removed from TNA's Turning Point pay-per-view where we saw the Antichrist, Jeff Hardy, defend his World Heavyweight Championship against Matt Morgan, a former member of Immortal. But we'll talk about that a little later on the program. I'm JJ Sexay. I'm not alone. Guess you hear the music. Back. The Trey Dog is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Don't piss me off. They say I'm cocky. 
Well, here we go again on another Monday night. That's right, back in the saddle, the outlaw of the IWC. I bring to you yours truly, the trade dog here on Wrestling News Live. Got a new moniker and everything. Mr. Sexay, how we be? How we be? You know what? I'm okay. I, I'm not feeling great today, but I'm here. Here to hit a pinch hit like we always do every Monday night on this uh, particular radio network, on this particular show, Wrestling News Live. You know, I want to let everybody know that it is now time to officially sit down and shut up. We don't want you to stand up for a damn thing. Just sit down and shut up. Now, JJ, explain to them what we mean by sit down and shut up. Well, it just seems like everybody these days, whether it's radio shows, uh, whether it's websites, everybody's got a stand-up campaign. And here on Wrestling News Live, we like to think outside the box. We're, we've, been, we've been attacked for, I don't know, since March 1st of this year. And I find it funny that there's all these other you know places out there, whether it's websites, radio shows, or whatever, that like to get on this WWE bandwagon and, and be unoriginal and stand up for each other. But here on Wrestling News Live, here on the SNS Radio Network, we're not asking you to stand up for WNL. We don't want you to. We just want you to sit back, grab a beer or two or three or four, sit the fuck down, bring your sense of humor. <sighs> That's some good you said, shit. You said something about grabbing a beer. I was just helping everybody out. I don't know. I guess I guess you were. But yeah, sit back, have a beer, relax. Enjoy yourself. You're here for the next two hours to be entertained. We're going to talk wrestling. We're going to talk. We're going to talk TNA because I don't know if you really, really consider that wrestling anymore. It's it's kind of out there. We're going to talk TNA. We're going to talk Raw. We're going to talk news of the week. I might surprise you a little bit, and I'm going to give a little praise to the WWE. I'm going to uh, give a little piss and vinegar towards TNA. J.J. Sexay in segment number two of the show tonight is going to have a chance to uh, break his arm, patting himself on the back, Barry Horowitz style. Uh, could be a very interesting night. do want to say, before we do anything else, thank you to uh, that guy, Ty, Mr. Ty Brayton, for uh, doing some excellent work on the Wrestling News Live website. I know you guys all pretty much listened through every, to everything on the Sunday Night Showdown network right here on SundayNightShowdown.com. I do want to remind you there is a Wrestling News Live site, WrestlingNewsLive.tk, and um, not right now, but coming soon, probably within a week, we are going to add another new feature to the website that requires your participation. And Wrestling News Live for years has said we are for the fans, by the fans. Well, now we're going to turn that over to you and see what's up from the fans. And what you'll do is, if you want to be included, all you got to do is send an email to WNLshow at Yahoo.com. Tell us what you like about the show, how long you've been listening, who you are. Here's what you need to do. You have to send us an email with your name, what you like, what you don't like, what you you know think of the show, Anything that you got on your mind that you want to say to us about Wrestling News Live, here is your chance. It's going to be called From the Fans, and we're going to add that to the website as soon as we get some of those in. 
and you just email those right to our inbox at WNLshow at yahoo.com, and we'll start putting those up and checking those out weekly here on the show and on the website. Um, there's also going to be some other new things on there as well, but big thanks to Ty, and even big shout-out to Tim Stein, who helped us this afternoon with a bug we had on the website, but uh, WrestlingNewsLive.tk back in business, so make sure you go check it out. Yeah, it was good to see the site back up today, and uh, you know I, I got to second that. Ty's doing a fantastic job with updating the site, and uh, he's done a lot of graphics for, for both Wrestling News Live and all the other shows here on the SNS Radio Network. So uh, we know Ty is going to be listening on the archive. He's obviously someone who can't stay up late to catch the shows live, but thanks, Ty, man. You're the man. I owe you a beer. Mac Daddy says, any chance of getting a WNL app? Um, I'm not sure what you mean by that. I don't have an iPhone, but if you tell me what you're looking for, I know that you can listen to the show over the phone, and I know that there is a direct link. If you click listen live on wrestlingnewslive.tk, or how to li- there's a link that says how to listen. If you click that, it will give you a variety of ways to listen to the show. Um, if you scroll down, you'll see that you can subscribe free to our iTunes page so that as soon as an archive goes up on iTunes, you'll know about it and you'll have it right there on iTunes for a free download. Uh, I know that's on there as well. But if you tell me what kind of app you're looking for, Mac Daddy, I'm sure if it's something we can pull off, we'd gladly do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, having an iPhone app would be nice. You know, Obviously, it would uh, generate some revenue, so we'd have to check into that. Most definitely. Most definitely. So what's going on in the world of the trade dog? I know you have not, you and I haven't really uh, spoken a lot today as far as what's been going on. Uh, it was nice to have you on the show last night, Sunday Night Showdown, where we covered Turning Point. Uh, lots of interesting developments from that show. But, but how are things in the life of the trade dog? Life is good. Life is good. Um, I'm just uh, basically still getting settled into my new place, my new pad. Um, I started dating somebody who's much younger than I am, and, of course, that brings drama when you're that far apart age-wise. But other than that, everything's uh, pretty copacetic. I'm as cool as the bingo sticker on the players' butts tonight on Monday Night Football. Wow, that's uh, that's, that's too much information, Trey. Thank you. <laughs> I just noticed that. I'm like, what the hell? Looks <laughs> like, oh, that's incomplete. Monday Night Football getting interesting as the Bengals are driving to tie the Pittsburgh Steelers, or take the lead, actually, if they get the touchdown. 34 seconds. But anyway, yeah, everything uh, going pretty pimptastic over here at the uh, new apartment, new job, everything's going well. Um, Just, you know, I watched the pay-per-view last night. Like you say, we talked a little bit on Sunday Night Showdown. Um... We had some, I don't have the exact sound effect they use on the spin cycle, but we had some revelations last night as uh, we talked about, you know, basically what's killing TNA and their buy rates. Well, it's obvious. It's the free stream. I said that, what, three months ago when we had this conversation? And it's just now starting to come to light that the company is starting to figure out that they're not making any money because of the free stream. Well, I I told you all that three months ago. Nobody wanted to believe me. And I said, you know, there's probably more people watching for free. If I were to guess, if I were a betting man, I'd put money on it 
that you know there's more people listening and watching via the free stream than there are actually plopping down you know the 40 or 50 bucks to buy a pay-per-view and i was right and now they're starting to see that well you know that is something we've uh <clears throat> we've talked at length on i, I guess it's good that tna is finally starting to listen to the show to get the perspective that yeah there are a lot of people listening on the free stream and you know we talked about this last night a little bit uh what i said was taken out of context i think not too long ago when we had that argument, I said that on any given stream there was about 1,000 to 1,500 listening live. And unfortunately, I think you took it to the extreme thinking I said there was only 1,500 people listening, period. Um, so I just wanted to make sure that we had a clarification on that. Well, I guess what happened was is that I had misunderstood you because I know for a fact where my stance was because it hasn't changed. I know that it was the stance of every room I go into to watch a stream, there's around 2,000 people in there. And there are multiple streams per website that you go to. Well, I'm not a math major, but that tells me that if they're only doing, you know, 8,000 buys for pay-per-view, well, it doesn't take very many of those free streams at 2,000 viewers a pop to equal 8,000, which tells me there's a lot of people out there watching for free and not paying for the pay-per-view. Which is a good point. You know, I said that from the very beginning. I said the biggest problem right now with their pay-per-view issue is the free stream. I have very rarely, I mean, I have a pretty dedicated place that I watch now. I, I have very rarely in my life when watching a free stream of anything not been cut off. TNA, they don't seem to police their pay-per-views like the WWE does. WWE, you're going to bounce through about seven or eight feeds before you see the whole show, if not more. Because their people will cut you off. Hell, they cut Sunday Night Showdown off the air just because they thought you were broadcasting and all you're doing was doing your show. It's true. You know? I mean, they're out there policing their product. TNA, for whatever reason, does not do that. And I don't know why. But if they want to get in the pay-per-view game and they want to get some money and be serious about it, by God, they better. Or they're going to sit there and continue to sink and they're going to continue to fail. So, I mean, that's just basically the, the, the black and the white, no gray in the middle. I mean, you, you can sit there and put on the best product. You can put out the, the best matches, the best storylines. But, you know, all in all... What's it matter at the end of the day if you're not making your money? This is a big thing for TNA, and I can't wait. And I hope they do the right thing. Um, I can't wait for their deal with on-demand or in-demand, however you pronounce it, their, their pay-per-view provider. When that deal is up and they restructure, I hope they go as low as four pay-per-views a year. They won't. They'll go to probably to eight, but they need to go even further down. They need to go to like four. And then they need to have big three-hour super shows on Spike TV, and then everybody's happy. Well, yeah, exactly. I, I have to agree. I mean, they need those big Clash of the Champion-type free shows to kind of boost a rating for them, I think. that's that's. Well, I mean, thing. we've we've seen that TNA can, can, can really um, put out a storyline and run with it and milk it for six months like they did with they. You know, I mean, we they've proven that they can do that. That's what wrestling needs right now. I mean, this John Cena Nexus thing is almost over. 
and he just got into Nexus, and he's almost about to get out of it. I think that that's the problem that WWE has with this upcoming pay-per-view is that they've already killed it with John Cena getting out either way. He's out, he's out of the Nexus either way. It doesn't matter how it turns out. I think that stipulation killed this heavyweight championship match and this pay-per-view match. I, I think it killed it. But, like I said, that was a program that was supposed to be one of the biggest programs that they built up, and then, boom, yeah, that's already over. Yeah, I mean, you've got a point. It is near the end. But at the same time, we really don't know what direction they're going to go. John Cena, for all intent purposes, at Survivor Series, could keep the title on Randy Orton and, be, or, and, go, and get fired and then come back at a later date. I mean, <laughs> this could go either way. I'm sure that right now they're still trying to figure out how to book this. It almost makes you lean toward, okay, yeah, he's going to screw Randy Orton over. Wade Barrett's going to become the champion. But at the same time, there's that mystery. Are they really going to execute this? Are they really going to do it? You know, uh, Big Dub in the chat even says Cena's going heel. That's a possibility. They've been wanting to do this for a while. There's been talk in the WWE about turning him heel. Um, it's going to be real interesting in two weeks to see how they're going to play this out, Trey. I mean, I don't want to say that they're being too predictable by saying, okay, yeah, Barrett's going to win the championship. At the same time, they could go the opposite way just to, you know, uh, you know, I guess get the ire of the IWC. And now that you're the outlaw of the IWC, you should know this thing. I mean, you should know. <laughs> I mean, these are your peeps, man. You are the outlaw of the IWC. You should know this. I can't take credit for that outlaw thing. Well, I guess I can. I'm the one that said it, but that was another time rating thing today we came up with. Um, I'm getting texts, man. I'm getting blown up. Something's going on here. Hold on a second. Talk amongst yourselves. So uh, for those of you that, that watched Monday Night Raw, I, I was I caught the show briefly. I was very intent. It was okay. I, I was very intent looking around the crowd to see if I could spot uh, either the straight-edge cyber star, Dara O'Connor, or... Uh, our fucking foreign kid, Chris Kelly, who was actually at the show earlier today when they taped it. But uh, I, I did not see. I think he was holding a Nexus sign. I saw several Nexus signs, but I didn't see any fucking foreign kid. So I thought I did. I thought I did. I'm hoping that when he wakes up from his slumber, we'll hear from him later on. Because I would love a detailed recap of uh, a Monday Night Raw from Manchester. So hopefully, well, uh, I I thought that there was a there was a uh, segment where they during the uh, Hart Dynasty match where they had Crelly on TV. I'm not real sure. I have to find out. But anyway, um, Raw tonight was a little odd. It was a little weird. It was a little different. But I'll give them credit for this. Here comes that praise I was telling you about. They are finally starting to give every matchup storylines. Yes, you know what I mean. They're finally starting to make things matter. Um, I could totally do without Santino Sheamus, other than the fact that Sheamus is, or Santino is funny as hell. You know, I could totally do without all that. Um, I would like to see, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to say. I would like to see more of Santino, but I'm not sure how, you know, I think the guy is hilarious on the microphone, but I'm not real sure what role he could do other than maybe some kind of commentary or something. I don't know. But then he'll take away from the match. You know, now he's trying to run from fights. Okay. That's not a wrestler. Well, let's, let's put it this way. I mean, Santino Morella is comic relief. That is his role on the show. He does it very well. 
as far as a, a better role for Santino, I mean, WWE Films. Think about it. We just saw Legendary. Oh, know. You know, Knucklehead just came out. In fact, tomorrow that actually hits uh, DVD. So if you missed it in its limited release, you can pick it up tomorrow as it you know hits Walmart and other major retailers. I mean, don't get me wrong. Santino Sheamus was was funny as hell. It was great. It was a good laugh. But I don't turn wrestling on for a laugh. I, I don't. I you know I I've got Friends and Seinfeld and all that for a laugh. You know I I can rewatch Knucklehead, which is a great movie, by the way. I tell you what, in WWE, if you're listening to this, I want the royalties on this when you do it. You've got WWE films. I want to see a buddy cop movie with Santino Morella and Vladimir Kozlov. It'd be like Red Heat 2 or something, right? I think he'd be working immigration. Yes. Of course, Santino would be Italian, so I guess you could have it. Okay, it could take place in Italy, and he could be a Russian cop working in Italy. Right. That I mean, that could work. I think that's got that's got blockbuster buzz all over it. I mean, that could be the end-all, be-all way. To get Vladimir Kozlov and Santino over like gangbusters. It'd be, it'd be like a lethal weapon kind of movie, right? Well, the problem is, is that Kozlov still had some legs. They could have really done something the other night with him and Sheamus, and then they just killed him. I mean, they just crapped all over it. Yeah. I mean, couldn't you just imagine them driving around in a fucking police car and Kozlov says something stupid and Santino looks over him? Because I love, uh, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> you talk funny, Santino. I like you. I like the party. Let's dance. Let's go to club. I like the party. Last time I partied was Gorky Park. It will be good time. No, I, 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 I can see it happening, but it, it, it's, you know. What what are they going to do with these guys as far as the WWE roster is concerned? I'll tell you another guy that needs to watch out. It looks like old David, uh, David Otunga is about to be El uh, Broca. Uh, you know what? We we shouldn't call him David Otunga anymore. He is officially Starscream. He is Starscream. He is the Starscream of the Nexus. There is no way he's going over to SmackDown and beating Edge. Just another casualty. I guess he's going to be back to carrying Jennifer Hudson's bags again. I guess. I don't know, man. It's interesting. He's the only only Nexus guy they've done anything with singles-wise, other than Wade Barrett, of course. But uh, I don't know what to do with the, I don't know what they're going to do with Otunga. It's like they're trying to turn him babyface, which is going to be an epic fail. I just I don't really see a lot in Otunga. I think that he had some uh, brief. Glimmers of brilliance when he hosted Raw, when he was still on NXT. I thought, okay, this kid's got some mic skills. Then he got to the main roster, and they've completely butchered his character. His his promos have well, been shit. I mean, he's. he's I'll tell really you one thing old. I've noticed about him, and I and I said this back when it happened. Um, you know, he rushes his lines. He's that kind of person that wants to be an actor but just can't act. And you can tell that he's trying to act when he's acting. Does that make sense? Uh, he's a lot like Joe Henning. He's trying to be a wrestler, but he's really not. He wants to do it because his dad was in the business, but 
Right. It's just not coming across. Like, okay, don't get me wrong. I like Joe Henning. I really do. I think he's great as far as I think he's got potential in the ring. Promo-wise, dead. Uh, doesn't have the gift of gab. Don't think he could be taught the gift of gab. But I think he's no, got potential. No, that's something you either have or you don't. Yeah, he, he's not like Mr. Perfect. He's not like Daddy. He's not even like Grandpa at this point. Uh, Straight attitude has it right. He doesn't have the it factor. Who, Otunga? Yeah. Him or Hiddick. They don't have it. They don't have that that thing that pulls you to them. Or when you see them on stage or on the screen, you set up because you can't wait to see what they're going to say or do. You know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of just go, oh, okay. Anybody that comes on and you care as much about what they're getting ready to do as you do a commercial in the main event, <laughs> they need to go. Yeah, I would agree with you there. So, you know, on, on the other side of that, you know, Nexus, we've got a, an interesting group in Nexus because it looks like Otunga's on the way out. Hennig is there. You've got Husky Harris, who I think is probably, uh, aside from Justin Gabriel and Wade Barrett, MVP of that fucking group. I mean, he just started with that group, but that kid is going to be a star. I mean, he might look like a fucking fat slob. But my God, does he have it in the fucking ring, and does he have it on the mic? Right. Like, he's going to go places. You talk about a hell of a match. Put a sandwich on a rope and hang it from the ring, and then have uh, Samoa Joe and Husky Harris go at it. Now, see, Samoa Joe's a good reference because Husky Harris kind of reminds me a lot, like watching him on NXT. He reminds me a lot of like Samoa Joe was back in 2004, maybe even 2005, because, uh, you know, he can, he can move. For a big guy, that dude can fucking go. Tyrant brings up a good point. It's kind of he's, he's kind of surprised that Otunga distracted Cena tonight, so that the Nexus could get the win. You know, you'd think he'd be on the outs. He'd be like, "Oh fuck him, let him, you know, let him lose." It makes sense storyline wise to let him lose, but he was involved. Well, that's true. He is the star scream of the Nexus. But as far as Raw as uh, overall goes, you know. Tonight's Raw report can be really easily done. It was just an okay show. It was just something to fill their two-hour time slot. There was nothing amazing, nothing breathtaking, nothing, oh, my God. Um, the only real shocker to me was one of the Bella Twins rolling up. What's her name? Oh, Alicia Fox? Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the only shocker of the night, really. That wasn't really a shocker. I mean, I, I liked how the Bellas, you know, had the uh, <laughs> the well-placed... <laughs> Switcheroo, switch. yeah, the bait and switch. That was great. I thought I thought that worked well. What was it? The Divas Cup. They were really playing to the uh, to the European crowd there with that. And I thought well, they did I thought, a lot of interesting thought, things. Tonight. I thought Miz actually turning on his team at the end was a little odd. Why does Miz care? If I mean, what, what, I just need to be explained why Miz would do that. I mean, I to show that he cares about one thing and one thing only, Miz himself. I understand that, but you know, I I don't understand why he would turn on his team to let the Nexus get the win. He's not in line for the next title shot anyway. I mean, granted, he's got money in the bank, so he's always a number one contender. But 
now what happens? Because you know Randy Orton next week is going to want some of the Miz. Well, and Miz, you know, Miz is the least of his worries. Should be the least of his worries with Wade Barrett coming up at the pay-per-view. Well, but look at it this way. I mean, the fact that he is Mr. Money in the Bank, the fact that they've been rumoring a Miz-Randy Orton program for a while. So, I mean, the next couple of weeks is going to be crucial as to what they're going to do. I, I, I'm almost certain that they're not even sure what they're going to do at Survivor Series yet. I would almost bet you that Vince and company do not know how they want to handle this Cena turn, or, or whether it's going to be a Cena heel turn, whether he's going to get fired, whether he's going to get released. I mean, there's a couple scenarios on the table, one of which being he helps Barrett win the championship. Then he's released, and he beats the holy fuck out of Wade Barrett right there in the middle of the ring, and out comes little Mizzy, and he cashes in money in the bank, and he becomes the new WWE champion. And Wade Barrett has a shorter run than Yokozuna. Or they go the totally opposite direction. So there are, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I bet you they are still working out the bugs trying to figure out what they want to do. I still don't know if they know what they're going to do with the GM role yet. No, you know what? The GM role is fine. I'm okay with it. I don't care I'm who getting, it is. I'm getting tired of it. I'm really getting tired of it. Like, it went off the first time tonight, and I went, oh, really? We're still doing that? God damn. Well, okay. Here's the thing, right? They're trying to, and, and there was there was a news source that was reporting this earlier. There's talk that The Rock might be hosting the show very soon uh, to promote his new movie faster, which I think would be great if that happens. Right, but they could literally carry this wrestle that this uh, this general manager thing out to WrestleMania. I don't want to see it go past that. Well, but if they do carry it out to WrestleMania, by God, it better be something huge. It's going to end up being Vince McMahon, dude. I guarantee Probably. it. It's going to end up being McMahon. Well, why would he do that? Not just be there in person anyway. Because Linda was running for Senate, and he didn't want to be on TV. Makes sense, but stupid. Whether that's the way they go, I mean, it would almost be too uh, obvious that it's Michael Cole. And God, I hope it's not Michael Cole. No, it ain't going to be Michael Cole. Uh, but I will admit, I have really enjoyed Michael Cole's role on Raw as of late. I am loving his heel persona. It took a while, and it was grating on me for a while. But just like when John Bradshaw Layfield retired from wrestling and joined... Michael now, that would be a guy to get back right there. No shit. When he retired from wrestling and had the brief run in the WWE on SmackDown as the uh, the color guy next to Michael Cole, he was horrendous when he first started. Oh, God, it was brutal. But he got better. The same could be said for Taz. When Taz yeah. went from being an yeah. active competitor to being a uh, an announcer with the WWE, he, too, was horrible. And well, the same could be said for Mark the Shark DiCarlo. That's true. He's come a long way. <laughs> But I, I give it to Shark. He has come a long way. Internet Dave's still working on it. It's all right. These things happen with time. We have coal miners in our chat room. Hell, even I wasn't that great when I started doing commentary. Okay, well, that, that's not entirely true. I've always been awesome, so I can't say that. Like, I, I can't believe the doctor didn't, you know, freak out when I was born with a headset on. 
Oh, man. I, I popped out talking about storylines and rumors and news. Oh, give it up, Trey. You popped out, and you want, the first thing you wanted was some pussy and some beer. Yeah, pretty like, much. I just got out. I want to get back in. Come here, bitch. Get hey, put beer. a motherfucker back in there. Oh, my God. That's some What's the motherfucker got to do to get a straw in here? Come on. Let's see, as far as uh, what else happened on Raw tonight that was interesting. The Santino-Sheamus thing was kind of funny. Yeah. Obviously, they're still setting this thing up between um, <laughs> between Sheamus and John Morrison, which I kind of like because it's like John Morrison's going after the biggest dog in the yard. You know, it's like it's like you go to prison for the first time and you want to beat up the biggest bitch in the fucking yard to prove that you're the fucking man. You got to. It's just like when you're on a new team, the best thing you can do is talk shit about your old team. Like, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but if you mention Seattle, I might say that they can tongue kiss my shithole. And if that doesn't work, you can tell them all the women in the crowd have pancake titties. <laughs> if that doesn't work, then just like prison, you take on the biggest, baddest dude in the yard, and you strike his ass out. And so far, he's done that every time. Now, I That don't was really... a uh, quote from Eastbound and Down, by the way. Oh, see, I don't ever watch that show. I, I'm always missing. Oh, my God. I got to get the WNL Nation, the Wrestling News Live Familia. You have got to start watching Eastbound and Down. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It is one of the funniest shows. They just had their season finale for season two last night. It's my favorite show by far on television. Just remember, folks, there's not an I in team, but there is a U in cunt. There is a you and cunt. And I don't want to see you guys being a bunch of whiny cunts when all these people are here cheering me making my comeback. The only thing I've seen from that show was the uh, Real American intro, which I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He comes out to Hulk Hogan's music for his Mexican pitching debut. Yeah, that was some fucking good stuff right there. Kenny fucking Powers. I love it. I, if he ran for president, I'd vote for that motherfucker. But anyway, back to what was a pretty tame and boring say-for-all. I mean, did you watch the whole show tonight? Were you able to catch it all? Um, it was in the background. I, I, was, I had a lot of instant messages and chatting with a lot of people tonight. And you, were, you were gone most of the day, weren't you? Pretty much, man. I, I have been yeah. a busy motherfucker today. You know, between my kids and everything else that I have going on, yeah, I'm pretty busy. I... Uh Basically, well, I don't want to get into what I was doing most of the day because it's not good audio. <laughs> Arguing with women. Um, but then I had a job interview in a graphics department today, and that, that went well, so I may be moving to a new job soon. And if that happens, well, I'll let you know. But uh, Ty and I worked on the website off and on all day long because it was down, and then we got it back up. And... Uh, Thanks to Tim's time, we got the website back up. And uh, then I had to do surgery on my microphone cable because my mixer had fallen off the desk. <laughs> Go ahead and prepare to laugh at the tray dog because I sat here for about three hours trying to figure out why I could plug in my mixer, but my microphone wouldn't work. Well, that's because when the mixer fell off the desk, it spliced the cable completely in half. Like somebody cut my mic cord with a knife. And it was down on the ground, and I didn't see it until I... So well, I'm going to rewire everything like it's the first day I bought it. That way I'll go through all the steps, and if I've missed something, then I'll know. Well, as I unhooked everything, I unhooked the microphone cable and rolled it up into my hand, and it was in two pieces. And I went, oh, 
Well, that would explain it. Of course, then I got it wired together, and we're still doing sound checks and doing stuff to work on tonight's show because both of us had pretty long days today and weren't able to do a whole lot. I, I didn't get nearly as much done today for the shows tonight as I wanted to, so that's my fault. Bad, Trey, bad. So what's going on, for those that are listening, what's going on with the uh, Ustream? Is there something going on? Yeah, I meant to talk to you about this earlier. I got an email from Brass Eye, and uh, unfortunately, he's kind of lost his internet for a bit. So okay. we don't have Ustream tonight. I will try and have something worked out for next week. Okay. Obviously, I cannot broadcast that and Shoutcast at the same time. No, that wouldn't be good. We don't it, want to go down that road again. It would kill the computer. So I will either find someone to do it or I will figure out a solution. But next week, fingers crossed, we'll have Ustream. I got back somebody back. I got somebody in mind that could probably pull it off. We'll talk to him after the show and see what happens. We could do that. So you sent me these uh these news intro clips. Do you want to do that tonight or do you want to wait till next week? Well, it's up to you. I mean, do you want to run down some news? It's up to you. What do you want to do? I think we should run down some news and then take commercial break and then come back. And, you know, I mean, the, the show is a little different tonight, guys. We're sorry about the format change, but it's uh, it, it's been a work in progress since we lost our uh, our official news source here on the program. And I worked on that a lot this week, and I just haven't found a site yet that I like that I want to partner up with. And... uh once we do, then we'll have somebody in here weekly to do the news. Until then, JJ and I are going to go old school on you and do it ourselves. Oh, no. Say it isn't so. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. All right. Well, that said, I guess we'll fire this thing up and see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. May I have your attention, please? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And now, the news. All right, we'll start this off. Very nice, Trey. I like that, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Um, for those of you not in the know, apparently WWE had a fiscal meeting last week. Let me turn this down a little bit. Uh, for their financial results. It fiscal meeting, huh? Fiscal meeting. In the third quarter of 2010, the revenue of $109.6 million as compared to $111.3 million in the prior year quarter. Operating income was at $20.3 million as compared to $14.5 million in the uh, prior year quarter. So net income was $14.3 million or 0.19 per share as compared to $8.9 million per share in the prior quarter year. So, there you go. Interesting. Very interesting numbers. Uh, WrestleMania 26 this past year. You know where that was from. Phoenix. The Glendale, right. Phoenix, Arizona area. Arizona area, yeah. Well, looks like they generated about $45.1 million for the greater Glendale, Phoenix area. Nice. So now you wonder why all these cities are fighting every year to get WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. And if you think that, you know, Phoenix did well last year for WrestleMania, how well do you think Atlanta's going to do next year? Oh, man. It's going to surpass that, I bet you. I mean, Atlanta's a wrestling area anyway, so. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, apparently Bret Hart was pulled from tonight's Raw. 
Aw, why? Uh, well, he's no longer scheduled to be at the upcoming Manchester Monday Night Raw. He will be uh, at the WWE Live event tomorrow night on November 9th. And what is the reason behind this? It doesn't really give the reason as to why, but he was pulled. Okay, so we just need to know that he was supposed to be there, but now he's not there. Yeah. So now here's one that's uh, that's that's really kind of out of the loop. For those of you keeping up, we know that recently CM Punk was drafted to Monday Night Raw. Right. Well, unfortunately, well, with the trade, uh, I guess Edge to SmackDown, CM Punk to Raw. Unfortunately, uh, it appears that he's going to miss about three months due to his uh, hip injury that he suffered at uh, the last WWE pay-per-view. Raw got screwed. Yeah. Yeah, Raw kind of did get screwed. CM Punk was probably going to be the, uh, well, probably going to be the biggest heel on Monday Night Raw. So uh, that's that's not good for them. Um, <laughs> here's one that's ironic. Don't TNA, you think? Yeah, it is. It's it's a very Alanis Morissette kind of thing, right? All right. TNA Wrestling. You know, she got married and it didn't rain. There you go. TNA Wrestling. We know that. In the past, we've seen guys like Rob Terry and Jesse Neal take some really savage chair shots to the head, right? Right. Well, apparently they are now calling for a ban on unprotected chair shots. In yes. a recent interview with AOL's Fan House website, TNA superstar Mr. Anderson basically revealed that they have decided that they are going to follow in the WWE's footsteps and ban unprotected chair shots to the head. You know, we haven't talked about that hardy chair shot. That was pretty brutal. But god damn, dude. I mean, he he didn't even hit him with the right part of the chair. This is true. I mean, how many times have you swung a chair, Jeff? How many times have you been involved in TLC and you hit a guy like that in the back of the fucking head? You ought to be fired. How many times have you been hit with a fucking chair? Well, Jesus Christ. I mean, you'd think he'd at least hit you with the right side of the chair. You would think. But, thank, you know, thankfully, they're getting rid of the unprotected chair shots in TNA. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> the chat room saying, Tyrant says, must be all that meth. Fucking <laughs> Bobby couldn't swing the chair right. Well, and this is kind of breaking news. I don't know if... Uh, I know normally we don't talk spoilers, and I'm not really bringing up anything that's... Uh, I'm not talking about a wrestling match in particular, but uh, at the set of tapings for TNA tonight, they have debuted a new TNA World Heavyweight Championship belt tray. I don't know if, you see, I don't know if you've seen pictures of this or not. No, I haven't. I'm sure that somebody in the chat room will give you a link. And I swear to God, it's awful. It looks like the WWE Divas belt, only smaller. And this is a Jeff Hardy custom belt. I guess that he was smoking opium and reciting poetry one night and came up with the design because... Uh, I like the trees. I like the wind. I like the water. I miss my dog. Gonna make a divas belt. Called it my title. I don't know. Holy shit. So yes, TNA has a new world heavyweight championship that apparently Jeff Hardy will be wearing... And, uh, well, it's it's not exactly what I would call a cool-looking title. I like my belt. It holds the pot. You put your weed in there. 
Uh, you know, last week since we went off the air, something major happened. The Senate race in Connecticut. What? The Senate Connecticut race last Tuesday night. Linda McMahon officially not in the Senate. She oh. lost. She lost. I know there's a lot of people out there that are just butthurt over that. Linda McMahon. Oh, let's do a special show about that. Let's do it. Linda McMahon, not your state senator for Connecticut. Sorry, people. Let's move on with our lives. Because there's five people out there that give a fuck. There might be. There might be. Oh, let's see. What else? Oh, <laughs> I covered this on Unplugged this past week. but Lay it on me. Hulk Hogan. Did you see the video? Hulk oh, Hogan. God. Here we go. Yeah, I saw it. Hulk Hogan is a genius in professional wrestling. I mean. I know. And people think that he's an idiot or he's, you know, old and retarded. But the motherfucker can take a shit on a video and take over the internet wrestling community's world because they all watch and they all comment and they all talk about it all day long. I just wish I had the power to take a shit. I mean, I took a piss on Wrestling News Live once. We didn't talk about it for three weeks. I mean, I just wish I could shit one time and have the internet all fucking talking about it. No offense, Trey, but you don't have the drawing power of a Hulk Hogan. I guess not. I guess not. So, I mean, kudos to the Hulkster. <laughs> but anyway, the particular video that made the rounds last week, Hulk Hogan uh, basically singing to the Notorious Big uh, for the uh, for the <laughs> Xbox game Rap Star, Def Jam Rap Star. Oh, uh, it was great. In the company of Brooke Hogan, his daughter, and of course uh, his longtime friend and manager, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. And uh, at one point, the guy filming, Hulk Hogan flashes his junk to the cameraman uh, in front of Brooke, and she's like, oh, Dad, don't do that. I mean, it wasn't like Brooke was standing in front of him. She was standing behind him. If better yet, she was at his side. She didn't see his junk. The camera barely saw his junk. It'd be like me lifting up my leg and opening up my pant leg with my daughter behind me. She didn't see anything, and it's not like she's 13. But the goddamn internet went fucking nuts. Well, I had about a, Hulk Hogan shows his daughter his penis. No, he didn't. You dumb motherfuckers. He didn't. Well, I guess I'm one of those dumb motherfuckers because I had a little fun at his expense. But I knew that he didn't really show the junk. I mean, there was a video that came out shortly after that. But I did have a little bit of fun uh, talking about Hulk Hogan exposing himself in front of his daughter and the state of the professional wrestling uh, soon-to-be Hall of Fame at the nursing home in 10 years. So if you missed Unplugged last week, go check that out. I'm not about to relive that segment here on the show, but uh, it's definitely I just I don't understand why him flashing his dick to the camera with his daughter standing behind him is a big deal. It's just not appropriate, Trey. As a father, I know that. I mean, well, I, have, I, know, I, have I understand that. He didn't pull the motherfucker out and go, ah! he just lifted up his pant leg. No. I understand that. It was just it was it was a funny segment to do. She the, didn't see anything, and the camera barely caught anything, to my knowledge. The key word is humor here, Trey. It was funny. I thought I laughed, but I saw it before all the buzz came out. I guess I saw it right as it came out. Somebody sent it to me right as it came out, and I saw it way before the internet went all shit all over it. Well, you know something, brother, dude? I'm not really sure why all the people in the IWC is upset over the Hulkster's four-inch python, brother. 
Brooke didn't see the four-inch python, brother. You know, I told you people that the holster's little boys were all shriveled in the whole year. I don't know. It was just fun, man. Uh, again, Hulk Hogan. Hey, Brooks, sir, if you want to see a real man, come over and see the macho man. Yeah, I'll show you a penis, diddle, diddle, diddle. That's what got him fired. <laughs> there won't be any discrepancies on whether you saw it or not when the macho man whips it out. Dig it! Oh, but anyway, Hulk Hogan, a genius, getting people to talk about him. Between Hulk Hogan and Matt Hardy, I'm not really sure who works the internet more. But uh, kudos I'm not to sure who has the most popular penis. This is true. Well, at least Hulk Hogan's penis doesn't get him fired or get other people fired that we know of. True. Thank God. So maybe Matt Hardy's got him beat in that area. I don't know. Uh, moving on with the news. Recently, there was uh, an article that came out that said Steve Austin was going to be the host of Monday Night Raw come Between December 27th. And uh, apparently... He has stated that uh, he is not scheduled to be on that show. Nobody's told him anything. I don't think he wants anything to do with the WWE. I think that the last time he hosted Raw, under the PG era, that he realized that he was totally out of his element. He wasn't yeah, the Steve he Austin. He said so. Yeah. He wasn't the Steve Austin that we all love and remembered from the Attitude Era because he couldn't be. And it would be like... Obviously, bringing him on is like neutering Steve Austin. You don't want to do that. So uh, I, I just I don't really know that he's going to come back and do anything with him. You know, not that he hates the company. They made him millions. If you of dollars. like to see Stone Cold, give him a stutter. Give me a heck yeah. If you think Stone Cold Steve Austin should do PG Raw, give me a hell yeah. What? Uh, hell what? yeah. Um, Mister Austin, we're PG now, sir. Um, we're going to have to give you. Uh, Spanking and turn you over to our attorney. Well, hell, if you can't give me a hell yeah, can you give me a beer? Um, we need to send you to see Engelbert Humperdinck Sassafras. What the hell you mean you can't give me a beer? I got a drink of Dr. Pepper. What? What? Do you know who I am? I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? So today you had how many Oreo cookies? Drink you some more Dr. Pepper? Drink you some milk? Chase that with some Mountain Dew? And then what? What? Pee Wee Herman's going to be the guest host? What? What? Stone Cold ain't doing wrong. That's the bottom line because I just said so. Yeah, Stone Cold probably not coming back to the WWE. It's sad, man. Sad, but. Man. but. <laughs> Yeah, no, not thinking. Uh, no Steve Weisers, no Attitude Era, no, no Stone Cold, no Stone Cold Steve Austin. Not gonna happen. No Pee Wee either. No Pee Wee. Not tonight. No Pee Wee. No Pee Wee. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's move on again. Austin probably not gonna be hosting Raw. Definitely not December twenty seventh of this year. Uh, and the watt chants are stronger than ever. Yes, they are. They absolutely are. Um, Trish Stratus on the cover of Inside Fitness magazine. So definitely Ooh. check out the former seven-time WWE Women's Champion. Who She's I be on the cover of Who Slept at Trey's House magazine. Oh, I miss Trish Stratus. Oh God, totally miss Trish Stratus. Yes, women's wrestling has never recovered. You know what? I miss Lita. I miss the real Lita, the one that was with Matt and Jeff when she first came over from S.A. Rios. I miss S.A. Rios. That was a great gimmick. Yeah. 
Do you, do you remember when they when they did the whole who ran over Stone Cold thing, and then Triple right. H said it was S. A. Rios? That was that was some great TV right there. I haven't seen Trish since she got the reversal of her boob job. I wonder what those puppies look like. Well, actually, didn't she? She's actually been on Raw since then. Has she? Yeah, she didn't have the uh, the huge knockers the last time she was on Raw when she wrestled the match. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I have seen her. I guess she still looks good then, because I didn't think anything less. No, well, Trish is Trish. She's going to look good regardless. Yeah, I do like her more as a blonde than a brunette. Uh, I I concur. Uh, if you did catch TNA's uh, she turning looks dirty, if you did catch TNA's turning point last night. Uh, you'll notice that in the match between Tommy Dreamer and Rob Van Dam that uh, Ouch. Tommy Dreamer got fucked up. I don't know. He got fucked up. I don't know what the status of his injury is. The but, status uh, is his shit hurts. We were speculating last night on Sunday Night Showdown that he had a broken wrist. There was. Did a, you see the picture on Twitter? No, oh, I did. It was disgusting. It looked like a bone oh was God. sticking it out. Look at foot. Yeah, it looked really bad. But apparently, he has gone to the doctor today, and we don't have the diagnosis. So hopefully, we'll get that. Uh, that news, and I can tell you guys about it this week on Unplugged. But, uh, oh, sick. Way to go, Rob. You fucked my wrist up, man. Do you like the water? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the wind? And, uh, I guess to round out the news, if you did watch Raw tonight, you realize that, uh, there was something missing. And it wasn't Pee Wee Herman. It wasn't Steve what? Austin. It was Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, it was. No King. Unfortunately, it looks like the King has uh, has a knee injury. I'm assuming that would be from an uh, independent match. He does work a lot of those. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to work a couple of uh, independent shows with Jerry the King Lawler. And uh, he does like to break out the old Stone Cold Stunner to finish his matches off. But uh, it looks like, unfortunately, he's injured and couldn't make the trip to Manchester and it looks like he probably won't be involved in anything else this week because they're in England all week doing tapings for the shows. But uh, I want to wish Jerry the King Lawler a speedy recovery, and uh, hopefully he comes back to Raw soon. With that very, said, very quickly, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> with that said, I did think that uh, Josh Matthews did a fine job tonight. Yeah, he did okay. And kudos to Josh for bringing his A game. It's nice to see that another tough enough kid has a job. That's right. They did a nice little segment between him and Cole about him being a substitute and Cole being the voice of the WWE and all that jazz. Like I said, I like the Michael he Cole. He didn't get a bloody stick. nose. No, he didn't. He didn't. So uh, it's good to see him step up in that role, and uh, I hope good things for Josh Matthews in the future. I, I think that he could uh, he could be molded to be a great commentator. White Wolf must be on like a five-minute, ten-minute delay because he just said the tra- chatter. Trish can stratify me. Or maybe that's just been on his mind since we said it. I hope it didn't take him that long to type it. <laughs> and uh, that's that's a wrap, guys. That's the news going on this week. Very, uh, very That is news the week. news, and I am out of here. So I guess with that said, we should probably go ahead and take our first break of the night, come back. I think we're going to get really knee-deep into some TNA talk. Are we not, Trey? Knee-deep, brother. Like knee all deep. up in them guts. All up in the business. All right. Sounds good. And uh, just a reminder, next week on Monday Night Raw, it's a retro feel. It's an old school Monday Night Raw. And it will be an old school retro wrestling news live. 
and uh, former WNL alumnus just from a couple weeks ago, Mean Gene Okerlund in the house mm-hmm. next week mm-hmm. doing the interviews, ladies and gentlemen. Must That's see TV. Right. So I'll be excited for that and nothing else. Absolutely. So on that note, we'll be right back right after the commercial break right here on Wrestling News Live. Hey, this is Santo Loco, and you are listening to Wrestling News Live. <laughs> we keep it hardcore, like a 187. Keep it hardcore, LAX is a weapon. Keep it hardcore, so count your blessings. since 1996, audio wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and WrestleTalk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio, Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. You want some? Come get some. You're either next us or you're against us. Awesome! Get out of my way. All it's going to take is one RKO. WWE Shop.com, the home of official WWE merchandise. For a limited time only, WWE Shop has reduced prices on all t-shirts. Pick up your authentic top rope or basics tees while this special offer lasts. This is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain. And I'm on planet Jarrett right now, listening to Wrestling News Live. This is my opportunity, but this is your destiny. This is my West Coast pop, but you control my universe. This may be my ring, but this is your moment. Create your moment. WWE SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 in stores October 26th. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. The following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live. Reasons not to marry a poor 
porn star. Did you hear the news that uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend, Jenna Jameson? No, he probably tried to fuck her. It was like throwing a hot dog in a hallway, and he just said, What the fuck? Where have you been? Slap! <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back. When he said, you know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon. I mean, how could you, in all honesty, be a person not in the porn industry married to a porn star and be okay with it? <laughs> you know what? I'd have a serious problem with that. I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy and goes to work. <laughs> then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else while you walk to the mailbox to get the mail she's fucking somebody else when you come inside and turn on the tv and have a cup of tea she's fucking somebody else then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy she comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else <laughs> Then she comes home, you tell the bitch that you want dinner, she makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed, and you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else. <laughs> you're having tea, she's getting tea bagged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this show. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live. Division champion Hotshot Johnny Devine, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. WWE Survivor Series. You think you can stop the Nexus? It's all part of a bigger picture. That you're too simple to understand. A new chapter is about to be written. A WWE Survivor Series. You're either Nexus, or you're against us. Live Sunday, November 21st on Pay-Per-View. Gentlemen, welcome to the new Wrestling News Live. And now, here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexy of SundayNightShowdown.com. You can't see me, but time is now. In case you forgot or fell off, I'm still hot. Knock your shell off. My money stacked fat, plus I can't turn the All right, guys, we're back. Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. I am Mr. Money on the Mic. JJ Sexay, he is the outlaw of the IWC, formerly the Raging Redneck, the Trey Dog, still in the house, yo. 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 Yo, I am still here. And, you know, this is something that I want to talk about in this segment that we've really, you know, we're, we're borderline animal cruelty here from beating the dead horse, but, you know... 
JJ and I have talked about this several times, and the only thing that I can come up with is that TNA does things to put, as JJ said the other night on the phone, their stank on it, which was, you know, an old JSKism, you know, putting their stank on things. And I always caught it in the back of my mind, I guess. I kind of thought, no, that couldn't be it. But now the more and more that it happens, I think that he may be right. And what I'm talking about is with this Matt Morgan thing. Um, Ken Anderson was hurt. And before everybody starts jumping on the, you know, Ken Anderson injury prone, blah, blah, blah. Dude, if I hit any of you in the head with a chair like Hardy hit Anderson, you'd be, you'd be out too. Or at least you'd want to be. Um, when this whole thing went down, rumors were that they wanted to turn Jeff Hardy face, or not Jeff Hardy, excuse me, AJ Styles face, break him out of the Fortune Immortal group, and put him as the, the, the baby face for the company to help combat Fortune and Immortal. For whatever reason, and those reasons are not disclosed, but for whatever reason, they voted against they voted against that, and decided to go with Matt Morgan, as opposed to AJ Styles. So here again, not only have they got AJ Styles in the wrong role as the the main heel in Fortune, now they've taken a guy who should be a heel in the company. And one of your top heels, if you did it right and booked him right, they've now taken Matt Morgan and turned him into a babyface. So again, it's another issue of, oh my God, what are they thinking? Again, it's another issue of, we're going to take a guy that everybody on the planet thinks should be this and make him the exact opposite. I just don't understand, for a company that should be doing everything in its power to get a leg up and to get national attention, you've got the perfect baby face that everybody wants to cheer for in AJ Styles. But because everybody wants that, and that's the logical thing to do, TNA wants to try to put their spin on it and think outside the box and make him the top heel. It doesn't work that way. If you watched the main event last night, people were cheering for Jeff Hardy. They were still cheering Hardy, Hardy in the damn arena last night. And he's supposed to be the Antichrist? I'm sorry, but I'm not going to cheer for the Antichrist. Actually, Trey, I don't think they were chanting Hardy. I think they were chanting Hardly, Hardly. <laughs> as in he was hardly believable as a as heel. A heel. Hardly, Hardly. I think you misunderstood. Maybe, I guess. I don't know. But, I mean, for a company that for all substantial purposes should be doing everything in their power 
to make every move correctly with no no room for mistake and no room for error. Everybody on that roster is in the wrong spot. It's true. I mean, Jeff Hardy should be your, you know, number two baby face in the company. The WWE isn't stupid. They took this guy and made him the number one guy on the planet for a year in the sport of professional wrestling. So you finally get a chance to get your hands on him, and what do you do? Oh, watch this. We'll do exactly the opposite. Because <laughs> we're smarter than everybody else. No, it doesn't work. AJ Styles is supposed to be your top babyface in the company. The house that AJ built. Just like in New York, they call that stadium the house that Babe Ruth built. You know what? People in New York, they don't boo Babe Ruth. They cheer him. He's an icon for them. A legend. Which is what AJ Styles is to the TNA faithful. He's AJ Styles. That's the house that AJ built. And he's right. And yet you got to turn him as a heel? Makes no sense. Now you got Matt Morgan, who should be the enforcer and the out-and-out muscle for that group beside Abyss. And you turn him face. Why? Something to do, I guess. Well, you got plenty to do. It isn't like you're lacking for things to fucking do. So I'm just blown away. And then you had the perfect storyline all are already in place with AJ and Kazarian feuding over the affection of Ric Flair and the leadership role of, of Fortune. And you take two guys fresh off of a pay-per-view match, pull them apart, and, tell, and have Ric Flair tell him if they don't shape up, he's going to put them in separate quarters of the sandbox. And the next thing you know on Impact, they're best friends. What? <laughs> I hear you. I'm with I, mean, I don't want to hear people say, oh, wrestling is live. Oh, goddamn, all they ever do is suck the TNA teat. No, man. I will call a spade a spade when I have to. I just wonder where this company would be, JJ, if they had their ducks in a row and they had the right people in the right places and why they do things and then expect us as the fans to just forget about it like it never happened. What happened to Don West and Amazing Red? Don West just decided he was too busy? Really? Well, wasn't that put to an end when Hogan and Bischoff came in? But why? Because Hogan and Bischoff wanted things differently. A guy like Eric Young, who in my opinion was doing fantastic work as the leader of World Elite. What a great faction that was. They kill a good faction to put something stupid together like Fortune, which I think has a chance to do something all right. Immortal is retarded. I agree. And speaking of Eric Young, there's talk that his contract is coming up, him and Rhino both, and they're wanting to re-sign Eric Young. But get this, Trey. He'd have to take a pay cut. Well, he doesn't do much anymore. I understand that. Uh, again, a pay cut. I don't know what he's making now. Right. But obviously, they've kind of cut the funding. I think Dixie's mom is kind of running control of the money situation. So... Like, they have to go through her now to get money, and from what I understand, it's pretty tight. 
But Eric Young has been a guy, when they've given him an opportunity, he's ran with the ball. And he's oh, yeah. done a good job. And he was running with the ball when Hogan and Bischoff came in, and they put the kibosh on it and killed it. They put the what? The kibosh. The kibosh. The kibosh. The kibosh. And, and now he's stuck in a fucking gay love triangle, or excuse me, a, a gay tag team with Orlando Jordan, and they're going to see a fucking therapist. I mean, they have completely destroyed Eric Young's gimmick. Yeah, I mean, and the sad thing is, is he's another one that's in the wrong spot. You know, they're using, they're not using him correctly. Then you got Generation Me, who are the two biggest babyface-looking people in the company. They look like they're twelve, and you got them as badass heels. No, sorry. Yeah, I mean, they're the smallest guys on the roster. Why couldn't you take a team like, oh, I don't know, uh, Ink Ink? Yeah. And make them the heels and make Generation Me the face. I mean, when you look at the groups in this company, I mean, it's laughable. You talked about AJ Styles. That's something I've been bitching about uh, really ever since this whole Kazarian rift happened. That whole thing should have been there in place to elevate Kazarian to another level. AJ's already already been uplifted to that level. He's already there. All they had to do was use that to uplift AJ to to, or uplift uh, Kazarian to AJ's level. All right, boom. That's one side of things. Then you got Fortune with with Kazarian as the leader, that for whatever reason can't get it done, because that's the kind of Fortune. That's the kind of faction they needed to be. You know, Flair and Flair tried to relive his glory days with another four horsemen wannabe, basically. AJ Styles as the babyface leading the charge for all those that are anti-immortal and anti-Fortune, and the ones that are anti-immortal are typically your TNA guys. Guys right. like AJ Styles, guys like uh, Samoa Joe. I mean, you could you could have even put Jeff Hardy in that, even though he was in the WWE, but he was in TNA for a little while before his last WWE run. So, I mean, you know, you've got a strong group of faces. I mean, if you want to do a fortune, you know, you, you, you're talking fortune, you're talking money makers in the business, you should do a Mr. Anderson, a Kurt Angle, you know, use Matt Morgan as your muscle, your young muscle. You know, put Kazarian or somebody in there that... No, no, don't even put Kazarian in there. Leave Kazarian out of it. Put in Kurt Angle. Put in uh, Mr. Anderson. You know, leave the true TNA guys to be the TNA guys fighting the charge. Put in Team 3D. You know, four, you know, four or five guys there that have really made a lot of money in this business... And make it no bones about it. We're here to hold the young stars down so we continue to have a role. But see, the problem with that, and you know, back to what you said about Matt Morgan, Matt Morgan should be utilized in a role similar to what Sid Vicious was of the Four Horsemen back in the old WCW. Back when you had what Ric Flair leading the charge and you had, uh, you had Wyndham and you had uh, Sid Vicious. I think that as that badass enforcer type heel, he could have really gone somewhere. But now you've got Matt Morgan... Uh, arguably the biggest guy, other than Abyss, in the company, as far as height is concerned, who's now a babyface. What? Like, what are you thinking at this point? I mean, honest to God, I want to know who's writing the show, because nothing makes sense. I almost feel like Hogan and Bischoff are trying to bleed as much money out of Dixie Carter as they can so they can get this company shut down, because that's the only thing I can think of since January. This company has done a complete fucking nosedive. The only good thing they did was get rid of the six-sided ring. 
Well, I won't say that's the only good thing they did. I mean, they've actually done some decent stuff with some of the undercard storylines. And but and it's their it's their main event. It's the WCW virus. I mean, it's their main events that are having the problem. Well, exactly. I mean, that's that's a, that's a great point. It's but it's because like everybody's WCW. out of place, JJ. I mean, I could take that same company and run with what you know is logical. And put what they're doing with the same wrestlers out of business in six months. You know, you put AJ Styles as your top baby face. You know, Fortune is supposed to be a group of people that are worth a million dollars that have, you know, been in the business, earned the right to call themselves Fortune. You know, you put your Dudley boys, your Mr. Anderson and Kurt Angle in there, led by Ric Flair, and let them be openly honest. The reason we're together is to hold the young talent down so that the longer they're held down, we've got a place to work. Make it apparent. Make it obvious. You know, they should have never put the two groups together. Immortal and fucking Fortune should not even be remotely affiliated together. But I knew they were going to because there was no way around having fortune turn face all of a sudden after everything they've done to because they with fucked up by bringing in ev2 well exactly they didn't need to uh, i want to address something in the chat room uh, rodriguez says the six-sided ring was good he didn't like it at first but it grew after time uh and then john santi no one feels comfortable in the ring and that's 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 almost a true statement i mean i remember having booker t back on sunday night showdown earlier this year and we discussed the uh six-sided ring and he was not a fan of the six-sided ring as someone who's been, you know, inside that ring and worked that style, he wasn't a fan. And any time you go back and watch any of those old pay-per-views or any impact with the six-sided ring, go back and watch people being thrown against the ropes. Their attention is diverted. They don't know what side oh, yeah. of the ring they want to get thrown on. It just looks sloppy, and it didn't look very crisp. Uh, it didn't look very formatted. Very crisp? Crisp. You're not feeling very crisp today? It didn't, it didn't feel very crisp, Trey. Oh, my goodness. It's crisp. And um, New York City franchise in the chat room says, Trey, uh, your version of Fortune is just another version of the main event mafia. True, but the difference is this version can still get in the ring and work. The main event mafia, they were all hurt except for Angle and Booker T. And then Booker T left, and Angle was the only guy left that wasn't getting ready to go have surgery on something. Kind of hard to be scared of a bunch of guys in their 50s that can't wrestle because they're about to go have surgery with Dr. James Andrews. You put four guys in there that have made money and can still go, like the Dudleys, Anderson, and Angle, and then you got something. You put you put Matt Morgan in there as their muscle, as the young kid, the one kid they're trying to bring along with them and show the ropes, then you got something. Uh, just, just to kind of reiterate what's going on in the chat room more with the six-sided ring talk, uh, Philio brings up a good point. The only the X Division guys were familiar with the six sided ring. That's because if you watch those matches, the X Division guys never really ran across the ring. They just used the ropes to springboard off of. So for that style, it worked. It worked tremendously. Right. But I mean, that's just another thing that you know. Uh, it, the ring is the least of my worries, but I understand the everybody having their preference. Uh, my preference is the four sided ring. But I'm just saying, if I were to open up TNA's roster page, I guarantee you, half of them, if not three quarters of that roster, is misused. Or not necessarily misused, but improperly packaged. 
Do you know what I'm saying? No, I absolutely know what you're saying. Uh, you know, looking at what they're doing right now with Immortal, and then going back two or three years and looking at what they did with the Main Event Mafia, for two years, the Main Event Mafia ran roughshod over the front line, over all the TNA, you know, originals. It was all about the Main Event Mafia. Not one time did the front line ever really prevail in that feud. I'm telling you. It's going to be the same fucking shit we're going to see for the next six months to a year from Immortal. Doesn't matter who the faces are, what they're doing, Immortal is going to find a way to screw them up. Just like the NWO noob says in the chat, they're continuing the same thing. And when you look at that, Main Event Mafia, the NWO, there's a lot of familiar faces in that group. There's a lot of familiar things with the downfall of WCW and the current roster in TNA. Hogan, Bischoff, Russo. Just saying. I'm looking at the TNA roster, and maybe it's my old school in me a little bit, but there are so many play there are so many people in place in that company that if they wanted to put a faction together, and I understand that the Hogan Bischoff regime, the flipping of them becoming they is because, let's be honest, they didn't get who they wanted. They didn't get Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman was originally supposed to be they. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Whether they want to admit it or not, we all know Paul Heyman was originally they. And the problem is, like a lot of times, Dixie got her tweet before she got a signature on a contract. And she started tweeting about shit that she had no control over, and it came back to bite her in the ass. So they had to scramble to make something happen. Now, I'll give them credit. With what they had to work with, they did a damn good job of covering their ass. That's the bottom line. They covered their ass. But I'm looking at this roster, and you got Raven sitting there doing nothing. You want to turn Generation Me into a couple of heels? Dirty him up. Actually, hold on a second. If I could be so bold as to say this, I don't think Raven's not doing anything. Somebody mentioned this earlier in the chat room tonight, and I don't, I don't remember who it was, so I can't give you proper credit, but I, I did get this from the chat earlier. You bastard. I, I'm, I'm a shit. I, if you had a buzzer right now, I would say buzz me. I, I You know, the chat goes so fast, I, I don't get names, but... but. <laughs> Someone made Someone a comment. Made Someone, made, Someone a comment. made a comment. Are you still going to buzz me? No, I buzzed you. Okay, why, why does that reverb? Oh, it's gone now. Anyway, somebody made the comment tonight that Jeff Hardy is a lot like Raven, cutting the same type of promos and everything else. Maybe uh, that's geez. why Raven is there. Maybe he's coaching Jeff Hardy on what to say. Maverick I, said it. Okay, Maverick, you get the credit. You I get Maverick. You you get the uh, rubber tortilla, Maverick. It was it was it was Maverick. So Maverick I gets the cuss at all my promos and make them bleep me out. So more than likely, what's happening is when he's cutting the promos, Raven is probably in his in his head saying, "Hey, say this." <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to cut a promo, and you're still talking. I'm high on opium. Hey, I'll take some of that. Hiding the opium in my daughter's diaper. I'm going to wear a 
t-shirt with a comic book villain on it that makes me the antichrist because I paint my face and I get that shit all over the people I'm wrestling with in the ring and it pisses them off. Actually, why is there so many papers on the person's desk at Sports Center? Do they really read all that shit? I like trees and they're cutting them down. Actually, let me get this straight. He's actually not painting his face anymore. He's gone from looking like Fishboy to looking like Adam Lambert now. Oh, that pisses me off more than Fishboy. Fucking Adam Lambert. He should have new theme music by Adam Lambert. No, he's got his own theme. It's by him. That's even worse. Yeah, it's his own music. There's a reason Jeff Hardy is not a musician and he's a wrestler. Somebody should tell that boy some shit. Cause he, God damn. Well, it's it's the new trend in wrestling to sing your own theme music. Damn, Shawn Michaels started that shit. Violence. Yeah, he's just, oh, God damn. Michael started it, then Cena kind of went with it. Truth came, but came I mean, along and did it. I mean, seriously, you look at the TNA roster, you got Raven there. You got the WCW Brass there from when they were in their heyday. You know, you want to turn Generation Me heel, dirty them up, put them in blue jeans and fucking T-shirts. Make their hair look all frizzy and shit. Not like they just got out of the shower, but like they haven't washed their ass for a few days. Actually, hold on, Trey. Trey, get the buzzer ready. I, I'm I'm once again wrong, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank the chat room. I forgot about Michael Hayes and the Honky Tonk Man singing their themes before Shawn Michaels. God damn it, Trey Buzz. Trey Buzz. You've been buzzed. Son of a bitch. That is the beauty of the interactive show, the WNL family, letting you know when you're wrong, and I appreciate the hell out of it, guys. Thank you so much. I mean, you got Ink, Ink. You can put them in there with Raven, Generation Me, Daphne. You know, there's a faction. People know it. People like it. People love them. They miss them. You know how to start some brand new fucking fortune thing. You know, we all know you want it to be the Four Horsemen, but it's not. But you can still have Raven's Flock. Are you, you know, uh... Just, just things I would do differently. I guess it's just more nitpicking now than anything, but... Would, would you have kept Sabu around? Or are you happy to see him go? No, Sabu needs to go retire. He really does. I'm sorry. I've never been a Sabu fan. And if you don't like me because of that tongue kiss my shithole, I don't care. But I'm just not a big fan of the guy. I mean... Thank you for all you've done for putting your body on the line for my entertainment, but go home and relax and heal and watch some TV. How's somebody bring you a sandwich? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like like I said, I, I I try to watch the show, but here lately it, it's gotten to the point where, and, and I made reference to this on, on the show last night, I, I have literally tried to watch Impact. I'll we'll record it, put it on PVR. And I still have two weeks' worth of impact and reaction that I have not gone back and watched. I've just caught bits and pieces of it on TV because I'm bored with it. I'm just, I'm so, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I feel like I'm getting drawn away from, from watching the product because I can't follow the booking. I, I, I honest to God, don't understand why you would take your fucking dominant heels and turn them face and why you would take the biggest baby face in wrestling 
in 2009 and not capitalize on the fact that he was the biggest face in professional wrestling. And now you own him. And he's not worth shit. I mean, I wouldn't say he's not worth shit. Compared to what he was doing with Vince, he's not worth shit. Oh, now he's doing the same shit he was doing then. It's a, just a different crowd. It's, you know, we're talking about, you know, sold out coliseums to sold out gymnasiums. You see my, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I see what you're saying. And, and, and so the crowd the crowd reaction is less so it makes it feel like he's doing less, but he's doing the same shit he was when he was a face of the company that he was doing when he was in, in WWE. Now, I will give him credit. Last night on the pay-per-view, that main event was shit. It was bad. Okay? It was bad. Yeah. But I will give him credit for coming out and not wrestling that style, for doing something different, for not wanting to wrestle. Right. I'll give him credit for that. But... Again, you took the biggest baby face in professional wrestling. WWE wanted to re-sign him to a contract, did everything they could to get him to work extensions and keep him under contract because they had big plans for Jeff Hardy. Six months later, Jeff Hardy was nobody. He was just a guy they brought into TNA that they tried to get some mainstream exposure off of, and it fell flat. And now you've taken any momentum he had and destroyed it with this fucking face fucking to heel turn that's not going over because the crowd still loves him. They still want to chant Hardy. You, I'm telling you, the only thing that's going to save Jeff Hardy is Matt Hardy. And maybe that's the plan. Maybe Matt Hardy's going to come in and be, you know, with, with the face side of TNA. He's going to be Dixie's ace in the hole, her reason for fighting. It'll be Matt Hardy, the main eventer, and he'll beat his brother Jeff for the World Heavyweight Championship. That's what's going to happen, people. Matt has this unique quality of getting people behind him. I don't know why. I'm telling you, mark it. November I, 8th, right here on Wrestling News Live. I said it. Jeff Hardy will lose the championship to his own fucking brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to happen. Matt's going to come in, try to talk some sense into Jeff. You know, why are you with this immortal group? Why are you doing this? Why are you saying this? You know, that's not the way we do things. We're Hardys. You know, and blah, 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 blah. He's going to end up being the one that saves Jeff by beating him for the title and waking him up so he sees the light. But Matt has this unique ability to get people behind him. He does. You know, I, I watch his YouTube videos and I pull for the guy. I do. I'm one of the few, I guess, in the business that, that pulls for him. I wish him the best. I hope he goes to TNA and gets everything he wants. I'm proud of the little son of a bitch for what he's done with the Hardy Show and how many people actually pay $10 to get a DVD and watch it. Him and Jeff doing stupid shit. It's amazing. You know, but I hope that Matt gets what he wants and goes to TNA and, you know, literally... That's what's going to save Jeff Hardy. Watch and see. And let me say, I, I don't have any ill will toward Matt Hardy. I like him. I, I have no problem with the guy. And I hope he does well. I never thought he was utilized uh, to the extent that he needed to be. I mean, his run in 2005, after being screwed over. They never capitalized on that, dude. They never got their money's worth out of that. Actually, they yeah. Fucked they, up, they fucked that all up. No, they didn't. They, they didn't fuck that up, Trey. 
they the only thing they wanted to do with that whole scenario was build Edge into a, a main event guy, and that's what they did. Matt well, Hardy if that was, was their goal, then yeah, they succeeded. That was he was but, he was an afterthought. He was never important to them. It was all about building Edge to be a main event star. I guess if that was their, if that was their role, then they then they succeeded. But as far as Matt Hardy's concerned, they fucked him over in the process. No, and he was he was an idiot for staying with him as long as he did, thinking that he was going to get a push. I mean, I've I always wanted to see him. I really thought in 2005 he should have went to to, to TNA. He would have. Yeah. He'd probably be a, a multiple time world champion by now. But oh, by now he would be. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is what it is. I'd like but to see Vince, Matt do Vince something. Vince offered great. him a lot of money, and he goes, "Well, hell yeah." Well, at least he's financially secure. I'll give him that. Oh yeah, he's got money. But he's not exactly a spring chicken anymore. No, but he's still got some years left. Good productive years. And that seems to be where all the people in their twilight go is to TNA here recently. So. I see. I see the fucking foreign kid has made his way into the chat room. I'm expecting a phone call at any time now. The bat cave will light up momentarily. I assure you. <clears throat> All right, so what do you say we take our final break, come back, read emails, and take some phone calls? All right, with that said, guys, we're going to take our final commercial break of the night. We'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. Awesome! I came to the play. There's a price to pay. Time for you to get down on your knees. This is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hey, JJ, we got a little bit of time before wrestling starts. Uh, anything in particular you want to watch on TV? I don't know, man. Seriously, whatever you want to watch is fine with me. Dude, let's watch American Idol. This is American Idol. Plus, there's a little bit of ego that's getting out of control with you, I think, based on what your friends and family are telling me. Well, dude, dude my ego needs to need stay, stay, stay intact. Well, you're more embarrassed than Clay is. Yeah. You believe that you've created everything for all of us, correct? There's a song, and I do credit YouTube for the song. You want the credit, you get the blame. I'm guessing you want me to lose every kind of point and, oh, fuck's sake. Okay.
big guy. A power and a force that you've never seen before. Big God, the ability to morph and even up the score. No one will ever take them down. The power's on their side. Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Muddy Morphin Power Rangers. There's the chorus. See, it, it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that good. <laughs> you guys can't sit there and say Crowley's not the man, because uh, I'm surprised he did it, quite frankly. That was awesome. All the props to Crowley. Absolutely. Now let's smack him in the face with Matt Hardy's penis and move on. <laughs> Get out of here, you fucking foreign kid. There's so much more to the internet than porn. It's like this. Just like driving on an open highway. Turning face to stars and straps. Hand me one more. That's what I'm here for. All my favorite songs. Playing the best country music. It's the absolute best in country music with the TD Top 20. The top 20 songs in all of country music. Right here on WTR with your host, The Trade Dog. Come on, DJ. Hit me with another track. Get up and party while we count them down and check in with artists that make these hits happen, like Jason Aldi. Bartending is, I'm, I can do that. Anything you like to drink, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Crown and Seven is my specialty. <laughs> and Carrie Underwood. That's a, an amazing, sad, and happy time in somebody's life. And the daughter's saying, it's okay, Mom. You know, he's good. He treats me like he's supposed to treat me. This is what you would want for me. This is a man that you would want for me. Are we on the air? Yes, you are. The TD Top 20 Countdown with your host, The Trey Dog, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central, every Saturday night on Wild Talk Radio and the SNS Radio Network. The station with the best best music. Best music. I love the music. music. Best music. Wild Talk Radio. WTR. Hi gang, this is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE, and uh, you're listening to my very dear close personal friends, JJ and Trey. I bet those names are right. Yeah, I believe they do. Right here on Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Hey you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, where JJ covers SmackDown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat.
does listening to Wrestling News Live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the Trey Dog drink Velvet Sky's bathwater? <sighs> well, hello there, Velvet. some good bath water, baby. Ow. Listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. Is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that Triple H. This is Flair 16 Tom. Welcome back to Wrestling News Live with your host, JJ Sexy and the Trade Dog. All right, guys, we're back after that extended break, the last break of the night, right here on Wrestling News Live. Mr. Money on the mic, JJ Sexy, and of course, I'm joined. By the founder and original host of Wrestling News Live, the newly dubbed outlaw of the IWC, ladies and gentlemen, the Trey Dog is in the house. Yeah, and I want to reiterate that what what I was saying last segment about TNA, and I don't know if I ever really made my point, but number one, it was to give props to JJ for pointing out that you know, three months ago, four months ago, that they were screwing up with AJ Styles not being a face and being a heel. And the first sign of duress where they had to switch somebody, their first inclination was to go with what JJ had said. And then, of course, they changed their mind. Um, so kudos to my partner for that, number one. Number two, all I'm doing is saying this. Will I watch TNA? Yes. Will I enjoy TNA? Probably. All I'm asking TNA to do, and I know they listen, all I'm asking you guys to do is give me a menu I want to eat from. You've got the ingredients. You just got them all fucked up in the wrong spot. Give me a menu I want to eat from and, and give the fans what they want. This is a show that is for the fans, by the fans. We are the voice of the fan. We're not going to give you our opinion and tell our listeners they're idiots because they don't agree with us. We're going to speak what they really want to say. And what that is, is give us what we want. We want to cheer for AJ Styles. We want to boo Matt Morgan. Ken Anderson is not a great babyface. He gets the job done in a pinch, but he's a better heel. Jeff Hardy was the biggest wrestler in the entire world a few years ago and could still be as popular as ever with the fans if you put him back to being what he is, and that's the fan favorite. If you didn't learn from your own pay-per-view on Sunday, they were still chanting his name, and he's the antichrist of your corporation? No. Now, granted, you can't just do this overnight, and I realize you've got to do some things to make some changes. But I'm tired of hearing about Vince Russo, and I'm tired of hearing about Bischoff, and I'm tired of hearing about how Hogan has trashed the company because they've done nothing 
really make the company better since they've gotten there, in my opinion. You've got the right people in place. You're just not using them correctly. That's like having a brand new Porsche and taking it apart in the garage and putting all the parts on the shelf and telling everybody that your car's a Porsche. No, you own a Porsche, but it's all in pieces. And until you put it together the right way and get it to run, you're not going to pick up any pussy in it. So fix your Porsche. Give us a menu we want to eat from. Give the fans what they want. Don't try to be too smart and outthink what's, you know, the, don't outthink the business. Don't think so far outside of the box that you can't see the box. Give us what we want. We want to cheer for the baby faces. We want to boo the guys that are better as heels. Don't try to flip-flop everybody just so you can say that you did something different because it's not working. Bottom line, I don't go to steak and ale for a taco. Give me the steak and make it fucking have some sizzle. Right. I mean, just because you can serve a taco doesn't mean you have to. And just because somebody down the street might serve a steak also, don't serve me chicken just because you don't want to be like them. Guess what? Their formula worked. It's pretty fucking good, and it's stomping your ass in the ratings. So just get off your ass and do the right thing and quit trying to outsmart everybody and give us what we want. And I agree with you there. I completely agree with that statement. Like I said, I I give TNA a chance. I watch it. I don't think I'm going to hell because I watch the product. But I must admit, as of late, I'm finding it harder and harder to to watch the show. And me being a diehard wrestling fan, that that's not a good thing. So have I you, agree. Have you uh, you got that out of your uh, out of your system there, Trey? You're good. Yes, I do. I'm good. All right. So that said, I think we're going to open the phone lines up. Five zero one five eight eight seven nine. Five seven. Take some phone calls and find out what you guys thought. Uh, obviously, with tonight's Monday Night Raw, uh, possibly even your thoughts from last night's uh, Turning Point pay per view. So let's go to the phone lines. Uh, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Chris Kelly. Oh, God damn it! Should have known. Chris Kelly, invades the fucking show, that fucking porn kid, invades the fucking show. Yeah, guys, how's it going this fine morning? Wow, you're very laid back and chill, man. You must have just woke up. Yeah, um, it took, it took me six hours to get to Manchester, six hour return, so I just got home, so nothing chilled out for once. Well, awesome, man. So you managed to catch the show in Manchester, Monday Night Raw. Crelly was there. I was looking for you. I was looking for the kid with bad teeth and a Nexus sign. There was a lot of those there, so I didn't see you. No, but apparently I got on TV during Superstars when they were panning through the crowd. Oh, sweet. So I asked all Superstars on Thursday to see if it's true, but they connected me to the awesome TV. So Now, what, 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 did you, what kind of sign were you actually holding up? Oh, I just got my old credit sign that got on... Um, East East W back two years ago. Oh, okay. My old Crowley Stone. And I was sat right opposite the camera, so there's a good chance I will be at some point when they pan it over the crowd on TV. Awesome. So Trey and I discussed earlier a little bit about Monday Night Raw tonight. Uh, 
Give us your thoughts and your impression on on how you felt, you know, being there live. I mean, I, I know you tweeted and uh, wrote something on Facebook as well, but uh, what were your thoughts on uh, Ron Manchester tonight? Well, first off, um, AJ Lee in person. I, I got a chance. I got, I got a chance to see, uh, to see AJ Lee. AJ Lee is smoking hot in person. TV doesn't do her justice. Um, yeah, yeah. We got a dark match, which was William Regal versus. Um, Alex Riley. Alex Riley wasn't too bad, to be honest. Um, as you can kind of guess, William Eagle was the big, the big, big, big baby face, and he went over. I'm, I'm not quite sure if there's a dark match or for superstars. They didn't really tell us, so that was okay. We then got uh, Yoshi Totsu versus Zack Ryder on superstars, as well as Big Zeke versus, uh, versus Primo. Both good matches. Um, I won't ruin it because I know people do watch superstars. Raw started, of course, didn't it, with John Cena getting booed, getting booed like like a madman. The crowd hated Cena all night, and he rang out uh, Barrett, who was I'm I'm not quite sure how well this got over on TV, but he was super crazy over with, with fans. Because you know, watching the show uh, that first segment, it seemed like maybe they were trying to pipe in booze or something. Uh, yeah, I think production. so. Because I don't recall hearing a lot of cheers for him when he came out. I mean, that's that's the benefit of doing a show, taping it, and then airing it at a later time, is that you're able to kind of mess with the audio and add stuff. To me, uh, it sounded a lot like there was a lot of booze when they when the Nexus came out, which I thought, okay, they're in the UK, they're in Manchester, uh, shouldn't he be getting cheered? So probably, uh, if you go back and listen, I think that they probably piped in some booze there. Yeah, like. It's like they cheered him, uh, like uh, and as soon as he got, got in the ring with Cena, he got booed. So, um, that of course. Then, then we had that. Um, did you guys hear the loud "Who are you?" chant towards Dave Otunga? Yes, the loud. I did yeah. hear that. Yeah, that happened last year at NXT. So that was pretty funny. Um, Cena, Cena got a mixed reaction. Like, like I say, when they first brought him out, he was kind of booed, but like, the, the little kids got up and started cheering for him. Uh, you know what? I saw that on TV. You know, you had you had a group saying, uh, "Let's go, Cena. Cena. Cena sucks." Yeah, let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. Which I, I laughed. I thought that was great. I was I was the one that actually started the uh, Cena, the Cena sucks chant because the little connect to me started the, started the Let's Go Cena chant. It, it was pretty funny. Um, I think I saw you on TV. You might have done. I was sat down aside, so there's a good. I, chant. Th- I I think if you watch Raw back, at least the very, towards the very end. Of the Hart Dynasty match, um, I think they show you on camera just kind of sitting there, like you're bored. <laughs> now the, uh, the or like you knew the camera was on you and you didn't want to look at it. Now the only time I got bored when um was during the um even better even the Bellas versus Nikki and that's uh, versus um movies. How would you? How could you be bored if you're live in person? Because it was a boring match. Like it's possible. Too, too, like, you like women, that, right? Yeah, but like, oh, I went to go get a beer to ask. You don't drink beer. beer, don't lie. I actually do. You do not. But it's quite weird that that they, that they did not have um have Melina there because the crowd were hot from like going, "We want Melina," and she wasn't there, which is kind of surprising. Huh? Here's how, about, how, how much was the beer? It was like five pound, which is how about, how much is that in U.S. dollars? Like six, seven dollars. Isn't that like five quid? 
Yeah, five quid. Five quid. I love quid. I just I think that's awesome. I'm disappointed that Hardy to name his kid quid. Hardy. Now, the big question of the night for me, Crelly, how was Ted DiBiase received to his uh, his music tonight? Um, didn't really like the crowd didn't really react to him until they saw Maurice. Because uh, Maurice looked awesome tonight. Oh yeah, she did. Goldust got a massive pop. Like Goldust look good. I think Goldust is doing really, really good. I think this whole thing is just a, a breath of fresh air, a new life for him. Mm. Yeah, Go, like, Goldust was like he might have got one of the cheers, like one of the pops of the night because he was just super over, over with the crowd. Um, the fact the fans didn't know really know what to do during the Hart Dynasty versus um, the Uso match. It was kind of a uh, here's a match. Let's see what happens. It wasn't really explained why why they were fighting. Did they explain on TV why they were fighting? For who? Uh, what, the hearts of the Usos? No, not really. It was just like, oh, here's a match. Yeah. You, you know what? That, that was a forgettable match. I don't even remember that match. I know that I was like, oh, look, the Usos are on TV for the first time in forever. And, oh, I thought the Heart Dynasty broke up. Um, <laughs> so, like, I guess for the purpose of telling me what happened in the finish, what happened at the end of that match? Because I don't remember. Um... D.H. Smith tried to walk out, Natty stopped him, he tagged himself in and then got hit by the snooker splash by one of the Usos. Oh, God, just break him up already. God damn. Uh, you know what? Harry Smith and Tyson Kidd, if you put those two in a ring together and you let them have a match, they are going to do great things together. I, I really think so. But mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just kind of bored. They haven't really given them... Uh, a very good push. I mean, they're they're kind of stuck in the mid card. They've never done anything. I think Tyson is a lot more advanced than uh, than D. H. Smith, and I think he's going to do well. I just get the feeling, and Trey and I have talked about this for the longest time. He's not shitty in the ring, and I know that he comes across on TV as not a very good worker. Shatai. From someone who's seen him live and seen him work Japanese style matches. I really feel, guys, like he just doesn't want to be there. I think that he wants to get out of wrestling and do other things. I don't think he wants to be working with the WWE. And maybe that's I told why you he what he told like my shit. roommate. I know. I know. And I've, I've known things about Harry for a long time. I don't think he wants to be there, guys. Like, today, like, he didn't look bad in the ring. Like, he didn't look shitty. But, and I get an okay match. But he did get a massive um, Dave Boy Smith chant. Like because of course when he debuted he did kind of refer himself as like the British Bulldog so the crowd were cheering, cheering for that um, I think the best part of the whole show had to be tea, tea time with, with Santino with, with Seamus <laughs> that Shemus. had the crowd that, that had the crowd in stitches hold on isn't it isn't Seamus Seamus yeah that was a great segment the crowd were just laughing like Santino was, in, was incredibly over. The only thing missing from that segment was Mr. Bean. Yeah, well, you, you had Santino looking like, like Charlie Chaplin. What else, what else do you want? I thought Kozlov looked rather dapper, though, I have to say. <laughs> I mean, me and Trey were talking about it at the opening of the show. I really think they're missing the boat with, uh, with Costino. I think they should be doing WWE film, like, buddy cop movies. You know, where, you know, he's the Russian immigrant that comes over and works in Italy helping out Santino on cases. And, 
know, he steals the old Danny Glover line from Lethal Weapon. Cause love, am I getting too old for this shit? I'm getting too old for this shit. Well, yep. cause love, I'm sitting here meant to be doing a show on www.com. Yeah, they're supposed to have a sitcom and it never, it never came through. I like the way you talk. But then, then we had um, John Gennaro, I don't like John the way Gennaro you talk. Versus Dave Otunga, which 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 pretty much won it a squash match. That was, got raped. that was uh, Cena versus Starscream, for those of you uh, not keeping score. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know, one with the STF after the AA, after the AA and allowed you tapped out chance towards Dave Otunga. Um, apparently, the Nexus is going to fight next week to face Edge. And if Otunga loses, he's fired from the Nexus. Uh-oh. Do you think that... Do you think they'll break up the Nexus? Like, or kick him out? No, they won't bring him up. They'll just kick him out. You think? Because he, he's not that bad on, that bad on the mic. He's not that good. Yeah, but he, he's still an angel. He's still bigger than, I don't know, Justin Gabriel. I think he's the second biggest guy in, in, in his name value in the Nexus. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I see them for some reason. I see them trying to make him a baby face. I don't know why, but I see them trying to do it. Mm, I see Cena. I see him getting kicked out on Friday, and I see Monday night him coming out, getting kicked out of the Nexus, and then I see when Cena gets out of the Nexus, him teaming with Cena to help take on the Nexus. Watch and see. So you think they're kind of make an anti-Nexus? And get and like get like guys like Skip Sheffield who and Amokoto who who been kicked out of the group and trying. Well, Skip Sheffield wasn't kicked out; he was just hurt. Yeah, but I think he's been removed. I think he's on the Nexus. You don't fucking know. You're just a fucking foreign kid. This is true, but very well. Then next, then we had the uh, massive ten man tag: Yay. Randy Orton, Our Truth, Mark Henry, Daniel Bryan versus oh, actually, and the Miz versus Nexus. Now, across TV, did you get the massive Miz is awesome chance? Uh, yeah, we heard but, that. Oh, yeah. Like, the crowd, like, the crowd was trying to cash it in. Cash it in. They, they were dying. Because we, we all know your people have bad taste, so yeah. Dude, the Miz is so over the crowd, it's not even funny. Like, he's not quite at, like, the... Uh, the Miz is such a hobo. Really? Really, Trey? Really? <laughs> Really, foreign fucker. Really, but did you did you guys see like the ending, like coming from miles away, the Miz turning on him? Oh yeah. I I I just thought that he like I thought they did, that they did it differently than I thought they were gonna do it though. How do you think they're gonna do it then? I thought it was gonna come down to where you know Randy or yeah Randy accidentally pushed or punched the Miz. And, you know, like in a big brawl in the ring with all the guys in the ring. And then I thought he'd hit him with the briefcase outside the ring and roll his ass in. But I didn't think Otunga was going to be the one to try to draw the diversion. That one, that one kind of threw me. Mm, but that kind of leads to the split. And I, and like I said, on Friday, the Miz is set to, or the current plan is for the Miz to catch it in very soon. So I'm thinking maybe at Survivor Series, he might catch it in. It's possible. And our dark match for tonight was Barrett versus Orton versus Sheamus in a threat match. In about five, ten minutes. And apparently now in title matches you can use a belt and not get DQ'd. Who was it? Barrett? Who? Sheamus and Orton. 
Well, I don't know that match. No, it was a dark match. Oh, okay. It was the dark match main event. They do that quite often. And Orton's basically smashed um, Barrett with a belt and then hit him with a power slam. And, and, and retained the match. Uh, sorry, and retained the belt. And it was huh. a dark match. And the crowd were hot for it all night. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, that was basically Raw um, for, uh, earlier from Manchester, England. All wrapped up and done. Yay! We're all from across the pond. And, of course, they're there all week, so uh, all the programs are going to be from Manchester. So it should be interesting. All right, let's take phone calls and answer some emails. I'm done with the foreign kid. Okay, boys, I'll speak to you later on. Hey, Crelly, have a good day, man. We'll talk to you soon. Get out! (laughs) You're so mean to that kid, man. Fucking foreign bastard. After everything he does for us, you're so fucking mean. I know. I know. I'm so an asshole. Mean. You are an asshole. I, I am an asshole. I don't. I never said I wasn't. No, that's true. That's one of your best redeeming qualities there. Well, at least you know what you get when you... I mean, I knew joining up you with know, Wrestling News You Live. knew what you were signing up for. I know. I know. It's all good, though. I, I think we work well together, so it's all good. Fucking foreign kids and... God damn it, everything else that goes on around here. We got fucking foreign kids, sci-fi geeks, you name it, we got it on this network. But uh, Pickle pickle producers. There you go. Moving on. I do believe we actually have someone on the phone. Welcome to uh, Wrestling News Live. Who's this? It's just me, Hollywood. You forgot the talkies, but that's uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind tonight, buddy? Oh, not much, not much. Just you guys talk, having fun. Uh, I guess, you know, you guys are talking about John Cena, where he's going to go after uh, Survivor Series. I have figured out four possibilities for that. One, he either, you know, does the right thing and hands, you know, Barrett, you know, gives Barrett the win and gives, hands him the belt and gets off. But he looks, looks like a phony afterwards, so they can play that, you know, for a while. You know, him going out always saying you're a phony, you're a phony, in the, in the crowd. It kill it, it, it'll kill his street cred for sure. Oh, I know. He'll be wearing that next man sweater that he always says he's not going to wear that next man sweater. Yeah. Two, I mean, too, they could have him, you know, you know, technically uh, be fired. You know, just have him take some time off, go do another movie shoot or something, and then come back and start taking out guys from the back in the back or something. You know, until he can get you know something set up where he comes back at you know a big show or something. Which would be, which would be okay with me. I could handle that. I would have it if I had if I had the right to book this however I want. I would have Cena cost Barrett the championship and get fired, and then I would have him all on Matt Hardy when he was trying to get to Edge. I'd have him showing up, invading the show, coming through the crowd, coming from backstage areas taking out members of the Nexus one by one until he gets all of them out except for Wade Barrett, and then the Raw GM reinstates John Cena, and then he has his match with Wade Barrett. Yeah, that, that works if you like doing know. I'd make him the, I'd make him the uh, you know, balls-to-the-wall, crazy-ass, nothing-you-can-do-can-keep-me-out-of-here you know, get the crowd behind it when they see him breaking in and see him running through the crowd to get to the to the ring. They all cheer, you know. That would get the crowd back on Cena's good side. Plus, it would, you know, give him a reason to come back and take out all the Nexus. And then eventually, when they're all gone, it's just him and Barrett. He has that ass whooping coming that, that Cena promised him. 
and it'd be a good way to the nexus and get them kind of off into separate things. You know, I'd like to, which is what I'd like to see, because I think I'd like to see, you know, guys like Michael McGillicuddy and, like, Husky Harris, I'd like to see them what they can do on their own without being a team or a group. Just some straight singles matches on Raw or SmackDown. Right, right, right. Because those guys are going to be the two guys. Out of that whole group, I mean, they're going to have the long-running shine because their legacy, their, you know, right. their family was in the business, so. I understand that. Anything else, here, brother? Yeah, uh, speaking about here, maybe is he like maybe this time it looks like he's blown up in that ring. Who's that? Husky Harris. Oh, I don't know. I haven't watched him nearly as much as JJ has, but he looks okay to me. I, I, I'm to saying me. half the time he just looks like he's blown up, though. I mean, he's like always coming. Well, heavy he always he always looks like he's blown up. <laughs> yeah, looks looks wise, he looks blown up all the time. But that's why he's Husky Harris. I I don't see him like when he's wrestling the match. He doesn't look quote unquote blown up. I mean. He's bloated, yes, but I don't think that he's, you know, I mean, like, air. Well, I look, like, worn out, you know. I, I don't see that because he moves. He's fucking quick. He's a lot like Samoa Joe. Like, he's running, he's running across that ring and fucking doing marathons. I mean, he's, for a guy that big, he's got cardio down. I, so I don't I don't think he's blown up at all. Well, maybe that's just what it is, you know, because he got the cardio down. He's kind of sweating from that. I don't know. I just kind of look like it, you know. Yeah, even Yokozuna. If you go back and watch old footage of Yokozuna, for a guy that was 500, 600 pounds, his cardio was off the charts. Oh, yeah, that, guy, that guy could sprint. You know, Husky's a lot like him. I mean, he's not as big, but I think his cardio is up there. I mean, I, I, I don't see that at all. That's I'm not, not one to judge. I, have, I haven't seen enough of him to really judge and give an honest opinion. Now, Mark Henry, on the other cover. hand, Mark Henry, on the other hand, had, looks blown up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah for, he's, not, he's not really, like, you know, built physique-wise. He's built more for muscle than he is really for speed. Oh yeah, and, you know, he's probably a lot more. He's not really much of an endurance type of guy. He's more just kind of in out and done. Kool Aid just built like a brick shit house. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Hollywood. Well, we appreciate the call, brother. No biggie, no biggie. All right, man. I'll be good. It. Be good yep. in the hood. I'm never good. That's the thing. that's the thing. I'm always just you know always in trouble. <laughs> Stay out of Inglewood while you're at it. All right. You're All right, always brother. up to no good. That's right. All right, that was Hollywood. Uh, so I guess we'll open the phone lines up, and I guess while we're waiting on another call uh, here momentarily, I guess we're going to get to some emails. Not a lot of emails tonight. I think I only have a couple. So All right. What's with you guys, man? You used to send us Shame tons on of you. emails. You used to send us good emails. What's up? We saw some good ones. I know wrestling's boring right now, but come on. Just less frequent. Can I have your attention, please? Of course you have an email, you idiot. Just read it. Read it, monkey. Read it. <laughs> oh, I'm a monkey now, am I? <laughs> I hear you. Uh, first email comes to us. Uh, this is from our good friend TM Bronx, or Bronxy as we like to call him. Bronxy. Uh, I'm currently cleaning piss off my bedroom floor, listening okay. to the November 1st archive. To call the show a train wreck would be an understatement. It's more like a space shuttle crash. Take that as the hugest of compliments. Trey wants to beat up the Hamburglar and Chucky. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> I'm dying. What the fuck is wrong with you two? The I'll only, talk about. The only thing that really terrifies me is that JJ is just sick enough to set this shit up in the EFED. I would pay, all right, pay to see Trey Dog in a handicap match against the Hamburglar and Chucky. I'll talk about I'll kick a little Chucky. I'll kick the shit out of Chucky. <laughs> Butt kick Chucky. Go like ahead, a fucking, third like row. a fucking wide right field goal. Fucking third row. Uh, and what the hell... 
Oh, another character that pisses me off is the Noid. If that little fucker tried to take my pizza, I'd throw his ass down the garbage chute. And what the, what the hell is up with the Trix Rabbit trying to steal food from kids? Is this the type of shit Linda should bring up in her campaign? Also, the apparent rampant use of steroids by Frankenberry is not something kids should be seeing. And the big-ass nose on Toucan Sam? Tell me what that motherfucker isn't snorting, <laughs> cocaine? And always, He's harboring some cocaine. And always tell the little kids to bring him from... Uh, Tell him to the serial. Fucking pervert. I'm standing up against imaginary characters. They need to be taught a lesson, and WNL and I are just the fuckers to do it. Tell Donald Duck to put on some goddamn pants. And Goofy is obviously someone who shouldn't be allowed to live alone. He's retarded. What if he starts a fire or something? Lastly, when the fuck is WWE going to sign Goku so he can kick Cena's ass? This is TM Bronx, and I've lost my motherfucking mind. I you know, he brings up a good point about Goofy. Kind of does. You know, if you're that old and you can take care of yourself, you know, and you wear pants, then Donald Duck should have to wear pants, too. Well, that is actually a pretty good point. So, but I'll kick the shit out of some Chucky. You set that up. I'll see what I can do. So, before we get uh, this. Then I'll, then I'll fuck Brad and Chucky. I hear you. Uh, so, before we move on to our next email, I do believe we actually have a caller on the line. Uh, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? This is DJ. DJ, what's, what's up? up? What's going on, gentlemen? Um, well, you know, I listen to you guys every week, and I and I enjoyed it. I've been doing it for like about four months, four or five months. Um, my problems right now with TNA is why would you do that to Jeff Hardy? You know, he's the biggest star in WWE, and he just comes into mediocrity. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. This is this is baffles the hell out of me. You know, and this is the same guy who had like a lot of money. And he just comes into TNA and blows. He blows it. He just blows it. You know. Imagine where this company. Imagine where this company could be with the right people in the right roles, like a Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. You know, if they hadn't fucked up Christopher Daniels. You know, if they had Matt Morgan in the right spot. You know, if they had the right people in Fortune. You know, if there wasn't this big immortal bullshit and they actually had somebody come in that wielded a little bit of power and made sense. This company could be in great standing, but right now they're just everything that makes sense. Let's do the opposite. Right. Now, um, I was watching Raw today, and next week they're going to have old school Raw. And I'm excited about this because they're going to bring back all the old legends and everybody. But... I think Nexus is going to kick one of their asses all across the ring and going to destroy the night. That's just that's just the way WWE likes to do things. They just like they like to kick the legend's ass. Well, so, be like 80 years old and they'll kick their ass. Well, since we're going old school raw, can can we maybe see uh, you know, Sergeant Slaughter come out and then Randy Orton hit the RKO on him? Cuz he is the legend killer still. I mean, you know. Well, that's true. That well, never changed. I mean, I'm hoping to see Mae Young. That's just my, you know, but I don't think it's going to happen. You know. She's a legend. I'm, I'm, lie. I'm hoping to see the hand that Mae Young gave birth to. And this is where we hang up on DJ. <laughs> <laughs> what else is on your mind, Brian, I mean, before we let you go? Well, I mean, doesn't she still work for the company? I mean. Yeah, but I don't want to <laughs> see that ugly bitch. Are you fucking high? <laughs> no, I'm not high. Not today. Well, you should well I mean. Hey, I mean, the Cowboys fired their coach, so, you know, I'm a little disappointed in that. But, you 
I'm a Panthers fan, so you know I'm having a, I'm having a bad season as it is. You know I'm one and seven. My quarterbacks are just getting their asses kicked. You know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You guys are hurting. Oh yeah, and it's, but at least you have Dallas bad. Cowboy. Yeah, exactly. And you know they're firing away, so it's not, it's not going to help the team at all. You know, that's just my no. point of view. But it's, no, it'll be interesting to see who takes that job next year. I don't think anybody wants it with Jerry Jones around. Well, I wouldn't either. Well, no shit. Probably wants to like. I don't know, but they have the hottest cheerleaders. I'll give them that. I will give them that. That they do. That they do. But you know, this, that's this, ha- this side of the this side of the same mouth of the guy that said he was looking forward to seeing May Young. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's well, good stuff. Is she your favorite cougar? One. Is she your favorite cougar? No, but no, no. She's never afraid cougar. But you know, whenever they showed her on that pay per view, and she, you know, she tried to strip. You know that, that that killed it for everybody. Oh yeah, back Royal Rumble two thousand. Yeah, that was uh, that was a sight for sore eyes. Let me tell you. Yeah, that's pretty much it, gentlemen. You know, you guys have a good show. Um, Curly Curly's call was actually interesting today. You know, I was like, <gasps> he went to Raw, <gasps> but then I didn't care anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> so I love it. I yeah, because at the end of the day, it's still Curly. You know? Wow. Yeah, exactly. You guys are you guys are hard on my on my foreign kid, man. Stop that shit. <laughs> Leave the yeah, foreign kid it. alone. Shit. Oh, all right, DJ. Uh, well, thanks for calling in, brother. We'll talk to you soon. You guys have a good one. All Later. Right, man, you too. Later. So, Trey, I I actually do have an email that's uh, specifically for you. It says for Trey. Oh, great, awesome. You're gonna love this one, buddy. Who did I piss off this week? I don't know, man. You just sit back, grab a beer, relax. You people are gonna love this one. So it's entitled to Trey. This is what it says. Hello, dear. How are you? Hope you are good. My name is Miss Precious Wright. Mm. I find your contact on my search for a nice and lovely friend, and I would like to establish a relationship with you. I I will tell you more about myself and send you my pictures once I hear from you. And if this is okay by you, feel free to reply to me as it enables us to know each other even better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have a wonderful day with lots of happiness. Best regards, Miss Precious Right. Miss Precious Right. Well, at least you went Miss Precious Wrong. Telling you, man, you get all the fucking chicks, man. How the fuck do you do this shit? I mean, because I'm a dog. Stud muffin over here. God damn. I mean, hey, it's like a part time job keeping these fucking bitches in line. God, I, I'm impressed. I didn't get any fucking from the prince this week asking for money. Yeah, nothing from the prince and. Nothing from something that you didn't put on Craigslist. <laughs> this is true. I don't, I don't have anything on Craigslist. I got an email yesterday. Hey, I will gladly pay you a check for $10,000 if you'll send me the product and the change. Uh-huh. Sure, buddy. We do actually have one. Uh, this is a good one, too. Goddamn women just throwing themselves at me on the show email. Shit. Fucking, fucking Trey dog. I, Crazy and I, bitches. And I'm JJ Sexy, and they're sending them to the dog. What the fuck, man? Go, up, go wash your ass. Make Shit. me some pancakes. Goddamn. This one comes to us from our good friend Filio. Filio. Starts it off in caps. Where's the archive? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice there, Filio. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on a potentially big deal for WrestleMania. Sting is at the end of his current contract with TNA. He needs time to heal, and we all know that many within the WWE would like to put Sting in the Hall of Fame. Also, um, 
I've always heard rumors and opinions from those in the know that while Sting has never worked for Vince McMahon, Vince has always respected Sting. I know that the last time Sting was heavily rumored to go to the WWE was back in 2003, right before he signed with TNA. And Sting eventually declined because the provocative angles and skits, such as the HLA and, of course, Katie Vick, uh, did not go well with him being uh, that he was a born-again Christian. That being said, WWE is much cleaner product now and is uh, PG-rated. Could be more attractive to someone in Sting's faith, especially with TNA heading in the opposite direction. Because of this, do you think that it could be possible for the WWE to sign Sting to a contract, even a short-term deal, that would lead to Sting being inducted into the Hall of Fame and having a match at WrestleMania in Atlanta? Given that Mania will be the former home of WCW, Sting would be guaranteed a fantastic crowd reaction. Personally, I would love to see it, as Sting has always been one of my favorite wrestlers and a man worthy of a notable WrestleMania moment. What do you think? Regards, Filio. Filio, I think that's a great email. Um, I would love to see it. I would love to see Sting and Vince finally work it out. Sting is the only one that Vince has never been able to get. Um, I think Sting is a guy that Vince would do justice to, meaning he wouldn't job him out just because he was a WCW creation. I think Sting is the one guy that could come over and actually make an appearance and get you know and, and get it done right. So yeah, I would love to see Sting inducted into the Hall of Fame next year. Um, and the best way to do it, like I said, short term contract, bring him in about as a you know as a surprise entry to the Royal Rumble. You know, start it that night, bring him in, and then have him show up the next night on Raw. You know, have him win the Royal Rumble to earn that title shot. I would even go further to say that, uh, you know, I've always, Sting has always been a mystery to me. I know that he was making great money in WCW. And I've always felt like, had Sting been that guy that made the move to the WWF or the WWE, that he would have been so much bigger than what he was in WCW. I mean, I know that he was a product of the NWA, that Flair, you know, built him up immensely, and he was already a marketable star when WCW started up. But it just makes me wonder, one of those what-if moments, you know. What if, instead of the ultimate warrior, Jim Helwig, signing with World Wrestling Federation back when he did, what if it had been Sting instead? What would have happened... If Sting got the push that the Ultimate Warrior did, Sting would probably be still at the top of his game and probably would have retired a multiple-time WWE champion, probably would have surpassed Hogan when Hogan passed the torch to the Warrior. Would have been a big moment for him. And I've always felt that Sting, at some point in his career, should have had a WrestleMania moment. Being who he is in this business... He's someone that never had that. And I would love to see that happen for him. I would love to see Sting inducted in the Hall of Fame. I would love to see a program with Sting and The Undertaker. And the way that I would map it out, if it were up to me, was that Sting would be the, would be the face in that feud. The Undertaker would have to turn heel. And I would love to see those two you know, set it up. Similar gimmicks. 
You know, the, yeah, I mean, there's your big draw. I mean, you, you're not going to get Brock Lesnar. Never say never, but at all tis and purposes, you're not going to get Brock Lesnar. You wanted the big draw for the Undertaker. Here's your chance. Just saying, I you know, I'd like to see. I'd like to see Kevin Nash get in the Hall of Fame too. And I think he will. It wouldn't surprise me if they can't get Sting or if they can't get some of these people that they want to. Kevin Nash should be in the Hall of Fame anyway, whether he was a WCW guy or not. As Diesel, he was pretty much a draw for the company and he had a couple of good years in the wwe you know he was before cm punk came along and before kurt angle he was the quickest triple crown winner in the wwe's history there's not many people that can say that he's up there with guys like cm punk and kurt angle nine months and he was the intercontinental champion a tag team champion and a world champion all within nine months not many people can say that they cannot so I would love to see. There's a lot of speculation going on right now that uh, he wants to come back to the WWE for a final run. Kevin Nash does. And he said that he would he would mind, you know, showing up at the Rumble and then, you know, either winning the Rumble or losing the next night on Raw, he'd come out and kiss Vince's ass. I mean, he's that willing to do something. And I think the Rumble would be a great place to bring him back. And I'd love to see Nash kind of end his career in the WWE. Me too. So we'll see what happens. But as far as your your question, Filio, I'm with you, man. I would love to see Sting at that WrestleMania moment. He should have had one years ago. And he was a guy that stuck to his guns and was loyal to WCW. He's the only guy that was ever just loyal to WCW. Just like Shawn Michaels was the only guy that was ever loyal to the WWE. He never went anywhere else. He never made that jump to WCW. So... I, again, I, I think that Sting would have been a bigger name, a bigger draw in professional wrestling had he had that run with Vince. I agree. So hopefully that, that answers the question. I really wanted to see back a few years ago, Sting and Sean were doing some religious promos together, on the, or religious interviews on this, one of the religious channels. I'd like to see them got together for a series or two, but hey, too late now. Well, like I said, I... I've always been a Sting fan, and I know that you have too. I mean, oh, big time! He's in my top three. You know, it's like Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle are in my top three. You know, I guess Sting would be there too. I think that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, so, I, I always felt like Sting should have had that last run with the WWE. I mean, no, brother, Shamalama, Ding Dong. I said a burnt bridge, not a burnt bitch. <laughs> what? A burnt That's bitch? Racist. Yeah. Wow. That's racist. That is so fucking racist, man. What the fuck? On that note, we've come to the end of the emails. I think we're done for the night. Stick a fork in us. I think so. Stick a fork in us. Stick a fork in us. We're fucking done, people. So on that note, I want to thank everyone who tuned in tonight for Wrestling News Live. Remember, we are for the fans, by the fans, and don't stand up for Wrestling News Live, please. Sit down. Shut the fuck up. Sit down. Shut up. Just sit down, shut the fuck up, and be entertained, because that's what we provide you. Two and a half hours, two hours, three hours, four hours. We could do a fucking marathon, and you guys would be entertained. And we're just glad that you're here, and you're part of the family. That's right. Speaking of which, go ahead, starting now, as of right now, send those emails to WNLshow at Yahoo.com. In the subject line, put from the fans. We need your name, what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, and what you'd like to see us do on the show. 
and email that to us, and we'll get you put on the website. We're going to start posting those as soon as we start getting them, so let us know. And before we get out of here, guys, uh, be sure to tune in this Friday night, unplugged, right here on the SNS Radio Network, 10.30 Eastern, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, 9.30 Central. May as well throw that out there because a lot of people get confused over the, the time zone differences. Right. Uh, definitely check that out. I'll be covering uh, SmackDown this this next week as obviously Edge will be taking on David Otunga. We'll find out what's going to happen with Otunga and the Nexus. No pay-per-view dun, this dun, Sunday. Dun. Thank no, God. No pay-per-view this Sunday, which is good. Uh, don't forget this Saturday night, Trey is going to be broadcasting, doing his DJ thing, the TD Top 20. That's right. We've changed it up now. We're going to have to change the logo and the commercial because I've decided that instead of doing a countdown, we're just going to play two hours of music. So just me bullshitting and playing music all at the same time. Sounds like a party. So grab a beer, sit back, be entertained, make some requests. There you go. On that note, we'll see you again, uh, obviously, myself and Trey, next Monday night for another edition of uh, Wrestling News Live, the retro version of Wrestling News Live. That's right. We're going full retro, baby. Raw's going retro, so are we. May as well. We'll talk to you guys next week right here on Wrestling News Live. Peace out! This is why I hate fucking YouTube. I should be <laughs> to get over yourself. Nothing given means nothing can get kicked around. I fear you, and I occasionally think too. Your insecurity makes living life tough on me, but I don't know if you feel this way all the time. Hear me, I don't think you're right. I know you got nothing to prove, and I wonder why you're always trying to take what's mine. Hear me, I won't fight you. I know you got nothing to prove. still remember how you helped me figure it out But I fear you And I occasionally think too Your insecurity pollutes your path to purity But I don't know if you feel this way all the time Hear me, I don't think it's right No, you got nothing to prove and I ponder No!
Are you still here? Who do you know? Nobody invited you to stay after the song. That means you stop listening and go home. Trey, Trey, Trey. They're gone. There's nobody here. Oh, my bad. Good night, everybody. <laughs>